If Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's Blubbity Blah. The Blubbity Blah. Sending out good vibes. Can we please try to use our legal framework that's been around for 10,000 years, including when there were jillions of pandemics in the 1700s, when the Constitution was written? Okay, guys, welcome back to the Dry America Show. We are going to be chatting with Monica Perez from the Propaganda Report a little bit later. Um... Little nice little show. I haven't listened to too many of them, but I know Graham's a big fan, and we got a bunch of listeners that are big fans, and Michael's a big fan, and Monica was great. It was a great show. Had a great chat. I think you guys will enjoy it. Gets a little covety, as it always does, but it uh, looks like Alberta will be open for business here fairly quick, so the COVID might be coming to an end, at least around these parts. Uh, hopefully, it is where you are, too. And we got everybody's favorite podcast here. Graham, I'm sick of social distance and Dunlop. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> I'm, I am. I now am. you're back to the office and I'm working for I'm home. doing good, buddy. Yep. I'm doing good. So what's the local update? Because I'm hearing from friends of ours and people in the chats who most of our well, was, listeners in the chats are from America. It seems to be getting worse in some places down there. It was, seems to be a real module of like California's beach. You see these memes about California's beach being open and people hanging around and there's not a lot of uh, deaths in California. And then you see New York city who's locked down and there's way more deaths. And yeah. So they sent out like Alberta sent out this little opening. I soon, haven't been paying page, attention to the 12 page oh, pamphlet. Really? This opening soon. Alberta's relaunch strategy. And it just sort of lays out a message from the premier and uh, Henshaw and health thing and kind of, <clears throat> all these conditions that we need to meet for relaunch. And it said stage one as early as May 14th. Oh, but well, that's then, not, I thought you said May 1st. But then I was just upstairs right before I came down here and Natasha was on her phone and she said, well, holy crap, it says here that like May 2nd chiropractors and stuff like that can open and May 1st all the public land is reopening and some parks are reopening so it looks well, like that's good. I mean, that's what should be allowed. Like all we'll these be a couple weeks away from like restaurants, bro. Yeah, like, all I these think... small businesses like restaurants and chiropractors and like I I don't see why we can't get to a spot where there's no massive so events retail like retail uh, businesses such as clothing. Right into, you're just interrupting me again. Sorry, you're just, that, you're just right over me. Retail businesses such as clothing, furniture, and bookstores. Personal services such as hairstyling and barbershops, museums and art galleries. Scheduled surgeries and dental procedures, daycares with limits on occupancy, summer camps with limits on occupancy. This could include summer school, cafes, restaurants, minors allowed in liquor licensed establishments with no bar service to reopen for public seating at 50% capacity. Well, that's pretty good. And some additional outdoor recreation. That's pretty good. See, that's common sense to me. And just non-essential travel is not recommended. And don't go get in groups of massive groups of people, you know, but 
Well, this doesn't say now. But what's your sense on why this is happening in Alberta? It says at the bottom so that even at stage one, they're going to keep it at gatherings of under 15. Yeah. Oh, 15. And at stage two, the size of gatherings will increase, but they don't say how much. Yeah. Encourage wearing a mask when you're unable to finish physical distance is now, end at stage one, end at stage two, and at stage three, it is unnecessary. So... That seems like a fairly common sense approach, I guess. I mean, I'm getting pretty fed up of this. Uh, people not really following the new data, and we're just. This is like I feel. I feel like we're in the middle of a massive 1984 control, massive <laughs> control. I mean, when we talk about this on every intro, but just to just for all the new listeners, because there is seems to be more people listening to podcasts these days. We just Darren and I just shoot the shit a little bit, get some listeners involved, have a couple segments on our own before before the, he interrupts me a lot. Before the guest, before the guest <laughs> comes out in the end of the show, we're popping out some extra content. We'll be doing another one of these hopefully this weekend and get another show out because we have some extra ones in the can. We got some yeah, great that's, ones uh, we'll coming, have show coming out. They're kind of timely, away. so we want to try and push them out a little quicker. Yeah. So the intros might be a little shorter for that reason. We got to stretch yeah. out our intro content over more shows. I mean, we hammered you with shows in April. Yeah. Fucking hammered you. Yeah. And, we're, and we still got more to come. So we're going to have some extra. Well, today's ones. the last day of April. And if so you want to listen live, a, you can. Probably no usually, more shows coming in April. You, uh, right. Usually <laughs> Tuesday or Wednesdays are the two days that we uh, we stream live when we do the interviews. So people can join us on YouTube while we're still there. Totally. Watch, watch us live. We just do that as a, just as a platform to do it because we can. Yeah. Usually a few people, a little chatty, chatty in there. And also join the chats, which is a great place to oh the uh, chats absolutely grammarica.ca slash chats i want to thank all the the people for their meme smithery there's a channel oh, in there I, with the memes and man instagram's just blowing up with all the memes we really appreciate that i've been getting shit on all day why or uh well because I, I haven't shared, been sharing I shared, those through twitter but i shared I this meme that just was like a photoshopped picture of the bill and melinda gates foundation and it says center for global human population reduction Posted on top. That's not photoshopped. It is. Yeah, no. it is. It's totally photoshopped, no. you idiot. <laughs> Have you not heard that no. segment from No Agenda? Look, I know, but you can see okay, like okay, the lines okay, over yeah, where the yeah, bricks yeah, are okay, supposed okay. to be. <laughs> That's not photoshopped. <laughs> so, and then people start jumping on me like, oh, I'm, I'm hurting the movement to photoshop much. I don't know, whatever movement. What movement, though? Really? What movement are they talking about? The global control movement? The truth movement. The movement that we're... He's like, this is how we lose oh. intellectual dishonesty. Facts are on our side. Use them. And I was like, I'm not going to argue with these people. But uh, so I just posted a couple links. I posted like the, the... I have the LinkedIn. The LinkedIn for the... Uh, let me see here. Oh, God. I'm not joining. I'm not joining. LinkedIn for the Bill and Melinda Gates Institute for Population and Reproductive Health. What's population health look like, do you think? Probably like depopulation. Here, I got this little clip for you. It's just a short one. Okay, all right. Go to a minute. Minute, minute and a half? Is that too long? No, no, that's I've fine. heard you play like five. No, minutes. no, that's fine. That's fine. It's my pleasure to welcome you to this, this is the one. This environmental movement 
spawned concerns about a growing population crisis throughout the globe. And in this country, teenage pregnancy rates were nearing all-time highs. Lori Zabin, using her research as well as her clinical background, created a groundbreaking program that linked clinics to high schools to provide health care for young women at risk. The program became a national model and brought Lori Zabin, former English literature scholar, to national attention as an expert on teenage pregnancy. In 1997, Dr. Zabin got a call from a friend in Seattle about a potential funding source for an organization that would focus on international population and reproductive health. Bill and Melinda Gates, with just a little money to spend, but a lot of skepticism about the academic approach, agreed to meet with Lori Zabin and her colleagues at Johns Hopkins, and they came away impressed. In 1998, Dr. Zabin became the founding director of the Bill and Melinda Gates Institute for Population Control, with a mission to help de developing countries There you have it. It's funny, eh? It reminds me. That's that's fantastic. I'm I glad mean, you played changed, that clip. They've I'm changed the name at this no, time. Of course. At this course. point. Well, no, they've changed it to like... They still have a division of the Gates Foundation that is titled this. Like, you can go to the GatesInstitute.com... And they've got a part there that is their own fucking thing, but it's called the Center for Population Health, the Institute for Population and Reproductive Health. But right. In 1998, it wasn't called that. It was called yeah, population, population control. control. Yeah. Now it's global control. I mean, holy shit! It reminds me of that that fight I got in somebody in Instagram when I was uh, commenting on somebody's meme with the Time the Time magazine covers global warming versus the deep freeze in the 70s. And somebody was calling it fake, and and I was arguing with them. Like, no, they did have a time cover. I mean, it wasn't the exact cover, but they were like, "That's, you know, you're." They were getting all upset that it wasn't the exact cover, and I'm like, "You're missing the whole point here. This was a fucking problem in the '70s. This is to illustrate the problem." And it was back and forth, big argument about whether you know where you're posting where their memes are are the problem or not, right? No, the e the memes are exposing the hypocrisy they're fueled by hypocrisy where it's more important just to get because i was my my point of view and is that maybe a couple of people will google some shit exactly but exactly. what actually happens is people fill the comment thread with articles and this and yeah. stuff and it takes care of itself right exactly which is kind of what happened on on mine when we're proving that hey time did cover that in the 70s and they had a cover called the deep freeze yeah. It's just a different name that the guy had in his meme. And to me, I was like, why didn't the guy just put the right cover in? That would have probably been helpful too, but it was kind of funny either way. So that's the way I look at that meme anyways, just being like a funny play on this is what it actually used to be called when it first started. Yeah. yeah. They changed it, but. Yeah. Oh, it's scary, dude. It's scary. I mean, I'm glad that we're Alberta's coming back around. I'm glad. Yeah. Because it, it's, you know, the, the data's not... Showing what uh, what the fear well, and even, is all about. Even uh, Henshaw or whatever his name is came out and she encouraged people to start visiting their friends if they could do so social distance safely. Oh, I mean, you know, even that though, right? I mean, Don't is use that their science bathroom. even Come on, are you serious? Don't share food. Really? Yeah. Is that really proven? I mean. I was feeding Scott at the airport the other day. Just like, just, just making people stare at you? Like feeding each other? Like. <laughs> Grapes in the in the garden. No, kind of I decided to get a breakfast sandwich, and then I took a bite of it, and I was like, "This was a terrible decision." So then I was like, "Do you want?" It? He's like, "Well, I'll try a bite." So, 
You don't think, right? That was just like normal behavior a while ago. You do that now, and then you look around, and everyone is just like staring at you with their there's fucking mouth hanging open. There's a new normal. The new normal. Not going back. The new normal is not sharing food. All right. Well, I got a quote for you that's kind of on the same vein as what you were just talking. Actually, no, it's not. It's uh, actually. Do you want me to do? I got two things to read, and then I got a project operation segment as well. Uh, I think I'll save the email because we've already blabbed for a few minutes. So I'll save the email, the funny email for the next intro. The funny email? I have, yeah. It's a funny email? Yeah, I have an email. You got it too, actually. Did I? Yeah. It's the profound quote of the week. Darren, can you guess it? It's the profound quote of the Okay, do you want to, uh, should I, should I roast Big Farm? I mean, this is pretty, like, this might be pretty, pretty bad. Totally. I'm just in the meantime, seeing if I can find a confirmation on the Alberta. Okay, this is from, uh, from Beth Durr on Instagram. This is, uh, it's pretty nasty. So hopefully we don't get in shit for saying this. It's just a checklist about vaccines and the Big Pharma. You mean get, like, get sued? No, just... I think we just have to start Grammarica 2, and we'll be okay. Grammarica Corp. Ooh, that's what we should have called the... Fuck. Yes, Merck killed 60,000 people with Vioxx, and it took them five years to take it off the market, but they are telling the truth about vaccines. Yes, the pharmaceutical industry created the opioid opiate epidemic, and they are telling the truth about vaccines. Yes, the CDC is for-profit government agency with over 20 vaccine patents, but they are telling the truth about vaccines. Of course, you can catch the sarcasm in this as well. Yes, the pharmaceutical companies funded their own studies, but they are telling the truth about vaccines. Yes, HHS was sued, and it was founded that they have not done any safety studies over the 30 years, but they are telling the truth about vaccines. Yes, the CDC says that the Tdap, I don't know if that's supposed to be Dtap, and flu shot are safe during pregnancy, yet they were sued, and it was found that they had zero studies to show safety, but they are telling the truth about vaccines. Just some hypocrisy for you. There you go. And then this quote is going to lead into the Operation Project segment, kind of special for the propaganda report and Monica Perez. This is from Damned History. I think we might have talked about this uh, quote before, but... Just in case. We are grateful to the Washington Post, the New York Times, Times Magazine, and other great publications whose directors have attended our meetings and respected their promises of discretion for almost 40 years. It would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world if we had been subjected to the lights of publicity during those years. Bingo, bingo. I have no idea. You've heard it before. I have heard it before, but Dave Rockefeller, nineteen. Uh, I'm never going to remember a Rockefeller quote. Uh, so here we go. I have the deets for you on the Alberta reopening. Uh, dentists and other healthcare services can open May 4th, which would be Monday. Golf courses, May 4th. Clothing, furniture, bookstores, hair salons, May 14th. Restaurants can reopen at 50% capacity May 14th. 
Movie theaters, gyms, and rec centers remain closed, and gatherings of 15 and under okay. Huh. Good stuff. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, so that's where we're at. All right, so... So we're a couple weeks away from going out for dinner again. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And a massage? Do you think that counts? Yep, that would be in the... Ugh, I've been waiting for a massage. I only got one this year, and I just bang, mm. fucking down. Anyway, what else you got? Well, I got Operation Project, Project Operation. Ugh. A good one. All right, I'm not going to bother with the jingle this time. Okay, I'm going to ask. Buddy sent a new jingle for the UFO quote. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm going to ask him for an Operation uh, operation uh, Project jingle, just in case. Jingles come to me. Okay. Well, you got this one, too, but you haven't heard it all either. Uh, do you not read the emails that I'm on, CC'd on as well? I don't think I'm on it. Yeah, you are. Anyways, this is Operation Mockingbird. It just I thought we like should. Today? I thought we should highlight some of the more popular operations sometimes when they're applicable to the show. Like this is the Propaganda Report episode. This is Operation Mockingbird. You know what uh, that is? Yes. What is it? Let's take over the press. Right. CIA. Right. Yes. So I'm going to read the the summary from the Black Vault that popped up again while I was searching this. Just so people know, like, maybe there are a whole bunch of new listeners. Maybe not everybody knows about Project Mockingbird. I remember it as being at least 400 reporters being on the dole of the CIA. That was in the 70s. Uh, it goes back further than that. Operations Mockingbird was a secret campaign by the United States CIA to influence media. Begun in the 50s, it was initially organized by Cord Meyer and Alan Dulles. It was later led by Frank Wisner and after Dulles became the head of the CIA. The organization recruited leading American journalists into a network to help present the CIA's views and funded some student and cultural organizations and magazines as fronts. As it developed, it also worked to influence foreign media and political campaigns in addition to activities by other operating units of the CIA. And then he actually includes a document from the CIA itself on this kind of hard to read. So I'll just go to Wikipedia. And they say it, it's an alleged large-scale program of the CIA that began in the early 50s and attempted to manipulate news media for propaganda purposes. It funded student that says the same thing about magazines and cultural organizations as front organizations. We're still doing that. But it really, it really, uh, it really blew up. It was mentioned in the CIA Family Jewels report compiled in the mid-70s. That's where we get the 70s from. And according to the declassified version of the report in 2007, Mockingbird involved the wiretapping of two American journalists for several months in the early 60s. So it goes into the history of the Cold War, the Soviet Union, the reporter Bernstein and Alan Dulles oversaw the media network. Carl Bernstein wrote that he did. I don't want to implicate Bernstein in that part of it. And there... They were developing, uh, cooperating with unwitting or witting reporters, which is interesting. And I'm going to go to the uh, congressional investigations because in, after the Watergate scandal, Congress became concerned over possible presidential abuse of the CIA. This concern reached its height when Seymour Hersh published this expose of CIA domestic surveillance in 75. Congress authorized a series of investigations into agency activities in the mid-70s. A wide range of operations were examined in these investigations, including CIA ties with journalists and numerous private voluntary organizations. 
the most extensive discussion of CIA relations with the news media in these. It was in the Church Committee final report, which everybody's heard of, published in 76. The report covered CIA ties with both foreign and domestic news media. So it said at the foreign news media, the report concluded that the CIA currently maintains a network of several hundred foreign individuals around the world who provide intelligence for CIA and at times attempt to influence opinion through the use of covert propaganda. Now, that's not going to be a surprise to anybody. No, it's just course, growing exponentially now. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that, eh? These individuals provide the CIA with direct access to a large number of newspapers and periodicals, scores of press services and news agencies, radio and television stations, commercial book publishers, and other foreign media outlets. For the domestic media, the report states, approximately 50 of the agency assets are individual American journalists or employees of U.S. media organizations. Of these, fewer than half of the accredited Fewer than half are accredited by U.S. media organizations. The remaining individuals are non-accredited freelance contributors and media representatives abroad. More than a dozen U.S. news organizations and commercial publishing publishing houses formerly provided cover for CIA agents abroad. And a few of these were unaware that they provided this cover. That's the interesting part, the unwitting part of it. So I won't get into too many details, but there is... Uh, an interesting part of this, I'm just looking for the last little bit of it here about um, there was a wiretapping operation as well through this. And uh, by the time the church committee was completed, the C all CIA contacts with accredited journalists had been dropped. The committee noted, however, that accredited correspondent meant that the ban was limited to individuals formerly authorized by contract or issuance of press credentials to represent themselves as correspondents and that non-contract workers who did not receive press credentials, such as stringers or freelancers were not included. And I think that's where the 400 comes from. I think that they say, oh, okay, we stopped doing it, but then they started doing it with non like freelance people and non-credited credited people. But imagine what it's like now, right? With the, I mean, so media complicity again, and you know, oh, it's, nowadays they have it's to stop be, people. I mean, now it's everywhere. Hollywood. They, how do everything. we how do we stop it? We have to stop keep paying attention to the mainstream media. Right? Yeah. We have to. People have to start stop watching TV, stop watching the news, and I put a little meme out there. Cancel all that, that made, shit that I made about that. Just like if people can't see through this propaganda by now, it's time to shut off the TV and just listen to some independent media, really. There's and so much it. more truth in there. Right? America.ca slash Yeah, get rid of that cable. Yeah. In Canada, it's like, what, 180 bucks sometimes? I don't know. I've 200 had bucks, it for 140 half bucks. a decade or longer. Cable? And we then split that up between all your favorite uh, independent media. And support the show, support our show. If we're getting a little value from the Grand America show, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. This is episode like 418 or some shit, 417. Maybe you're getting some value from those 417 shows. America.ca slash support. Sign up for a little monthly, a little, little two bucks, three bucks, one buck, five bucks, 30 bucks, whatever floats your boat, you sign up. Now you're supporting us. Now you just walk with your chin a little higher, chest sticks out a little more. You just feel a little more bounce in your step because you're supporting the show. Your karma's high. I think the other thing is too, is sharing it, sharing it with all the people oh. that need to hear this stuff. Like Tell not, your friends I mean, about the show. Just talking about Grand America, but, but whether it's the, you know, somebody you see on YouTube, like the, 
the two doctors that got kicked off. I mean, the censorship is unbelievable right Oh, now. yeah, it's brutal. You can't even say anything about vitamin C or what's the other one? Uh, turmeric helping or the, curing this. Like, yeah. how, how is YouTube going to figure that out, you know? Well, hopefully some real competition comes for YouTube soon. In the meantime, grabamerica.ca slash support. Keep us rolling. And uh, join the chats because social media is fucking toxic as hell. The chats are much better. America.ca slash chats. Get in the Discord today. I think there's like 750 people in there just fucking rocking out, having a good time. There's like 100 different rooms you can go into. Chat it up. Leave a message. Leave a synchro. Leave a meme in the meme smithery. Oh, there's tons of stuff. You go in the chats, you get lost in the just in the back catalog of the chats for months. So do it. America.ca slash chats. America.ca slash support. Oh, review. Sign as people well. up for the newsletter. We got we to gotta push the reviews. Review. Yeah. Review the iTunes, show. iTunes reviews really help. I think we're almost up to 1,000 ratings. Ooh, that'd be good. So let's let's, let's get to 1,000. Let's yeah. get to 1,000. Yeah. Rate the show this week. Review the show this week. Support the show this week. Looks like we're going to get a lockdown soon. We love you, oh, motherfuckers. Get what? Out of lockdown? Out of lockdown yeah. soon. We love you, motherfuckers. Enjoy the chat. It's the one and only Monica Perez. Six feet Get away from me. Get your corona out of here. The room. It's the Rona. <laughs> All right. We've got Monica Perez with us. She's the host of the Propaganda Report. She's probably one of the most deplatformed women in America. <laughs> Dubious honor. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. It's a joy. I can tell yeah. already. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. I mean, we like I heard from you from friends in uh, Bill. It was Bill and Brian oh, in, yeah, uh, Bill in Atlanta. Yeah. Bill, yeah. Bill, yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he was like, I can't believe this lady's on terrestrial radio and you guys got to hear she's talking about all the stuff we're talking about. And and then, of course, yeah. I tuned in a little bit while you were on the radio and I was shocked that you were still loud on the radio. And then what happened? And then I wasn't. Well, <laughs> I, I was always like puzzled. A, yeah. I puzzled over it, too. If you want, you know, I can just yeah, tell you what talk, I think. Yeah, let's, let's figure it out. So I... I was on Cox radio. I was just, I was an investment banker. I was studying to get a financial credential. Like I was just not a broadcaster of any kind. I just met somebody, a radio producer. She introduced me to a program director and he just loved it. He was real old school. I think he used to work. I think Art Bell was, you know, like maybe he cut his teeth on Art Bell and the company was Cox media, which is a big media company, but not like one of the huge media companies. It's old school. The guy was a governor and, um, a senator and stuff like who established it, Governor Cox. And then, and 
my boss, Pete, the program director said, like, you can, I remember the first time it really came to it. It was the Boston Marathon bombing. And I was completely not woke. I used to say stuff all the time. Like, uh, I don't think 9-11 was an inside job. Why do you call me conspiracy theorist? You know, because I would just read the news and people would call me. It was a call-in show and I was nervous about it. So I'd read all the news, all the Fox News, all CNN, all the newspapers. I would just like spend a week to prepare for one show because I was nervous. And as I tried to piece together what the stories were, they just never made sense. Like the facts would change and I would literally look for retractions in the newspaper the next day and they weren't there. And I was like, these stories are not true. So one day I was a primetime show, which I was filling in for somebody else. And that's a lot more listeners than on the weekend. And it was like the Boston Marathon bombing just happened. So I was like, I have to know all the facts. And the facts were absolutely moving around. I mean, they were changing people's names and races and the narratives. It was crazy. So I was going on the air and my producer was like, you can't say that. I'm like those guys worked for the CIA. It's <laughs> like you can't say that. And I said, she's like, people will think you're crazy and they will hate you. And I was like, well, I got nothing else to say. And she could say, she said, well, why don't you just tell them, you know, let's talk about whether we should ban pressure cookers, you know, like they're all about banning guns. You know, we could just change the gun, the gun control, you know? And I was like, no, I know what happened and I'm not saying anything else. So she called Pete and she said, this chick wants to say that. And they're going to think she's crazy. And he said, look, just separate your opinions from your facts. Tell us why you think that. And just wow. make sure, yeah, he said, don't let, you know, we're not looking for a, a car crash where people are going to go run and screaming from their radios. Just be level-headed and sober. And when people challenge you and respond, you get what you give. So I, I, you know, don't like freak out if people freak out on you. And I just learned how to do it. And he was totally supportive all the time. And after all those years, I tried not to say, you know, I got good at figuring out when people were going to just bombard the phone with, you know, hate. So I tried not to be like that. Because it's a call-in show, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's very conservative. And so I was like, our common ground is I will fight to the death for the Bill of Rights. So you don't have to believe my narratives if you're willing to not be influenced by theirs if they're going to lie to you so that you give up the first amendment, well, then we can't be friends. But if you want to just defend the first amendment with me, I don't need you to believe what I believe about this particular story. And we had common ground and it was great because of the callers eventually. So then you saw all the demographic coming out. It's a really diverse city. It was great. And, uh, and then Cox sold it to Apollo. And Apollo is a financial firm run by Leon Black, who happened to be, I don't think this has anything to do with anything, but he happened to be an Epstein associate. He was a member of the Council of Foreign Relations. But I think the Cox check was too. We did a lot of stuff on Epstein. But I know that the old guys used to get complaints from the CDC from me every once in a while because anti-vaxxers would call. I, I didn't have a real position on vaccinations. I never looked into it, but anti-vaxxers would call and say, we're having a rally. Mind if I call in and tell people to go. So I would say, you know, they're whatever. And uh, so the one thing I said was like, I think the chicken pox vaccine was a scam because they told me it would be good forever. And it wasn't. Now my kids might get it. You know, I wonder if I should have rethought that. I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. But then he started getting complaints, but he didn't care. He laughed at it. He was like, that's good. People are listening. But then when the other place bought it on Pete's last day, it was like three shows into my uh, and then event 201 said, blah, blah, blah. You know, so I was in Atlanta, which is the backyard of the CDC, starting February 8th, just playing clips from event 201, telling people how it was going to unfold. 
And then by the third or fourth show, it was Pete's last day because of the changing of the guard. He decided to retire. And he's just like, sorry, <laughs> they are taking the Monica Perez show off the air. And I had like appointments to talk to them about um, like how to improve the show and stuff like that. Like it was not, I had no warning. Other, other hosts like, were like, oh, where are you going? You know, why'd you quit? I'm like, I didn't quit. <laughs> Wow. So it's just, I, thought, I just disappeared. I thought it was further back than that for some reason. I thought, so when no, was that then? Like a month ago. Oh, geez. In my head, I feel maybe it's just been a really slow month, which probably, probably is the <laughs> no, case. No, no. I feel like it's, it happened a, a while before that. So no, it was uh, like my, during this event had, 201 and all that? It was in March. Yeah. Wow. So you started talking about event 201 and this February pandemic 8th, started yeah. come. Yeah, yeah. And then it started happening. And yeah. I'm just guessing, like, nobody ever said anything. They were just like, you're out. And I said, okay. You know, I just didn't, I didn't really think that hard about it because I didn't know if they were going to kind of restructure the station. Yeah, and yeah. then I was the only one who, like, the only weekend show who got taken off the air. And they, I think they put, like, UGA sports reruns in my spot. It wasn't like, you know... I had to pay me a little severance. I didn't really save anything, maybe. But anyway, I didn't really get it. But it seemed to me, and when you go back and listen to my last shows, they're so incompatible with the news that is like on WSB 24-7. Because what I say, and I used to do this all the time, and the old guy didn't care at all. The news would come up. So it'd be like, this is news, traffic, and weather. And then I would say, oh, but you know what really happened. And then I would explain it. And I would like actually read the evidence. Like, this is the guy, CIA dossier, and blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't be obnoxious about no, it. I wouldn't no, like no. You're challenge. Just deconstructing the news. I mean, that's yeah, what some of just, our favorite shows do. I mean, it's yeah. Like but, they would have a mass shooting and I would be like, Oh, that guy would happen to be in FBI custody two months ago. Like what? Hmm. Yeah. Let's keep an eye on that story. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. So that's, that's it. So that's I don't it. know for sure, but it's kind of weird. So it's still probably kind of fresh. I guess you don't even really know where have you, you yeah. haven't had time to really think about what's next. I'm fine. It was super stressful. And I had already been doing this daily show right. with my producer on yeah. WSB is Brad Binkley, who's my co-host on the daily show that I do with him, which is the drive time news blast. And we had already kind of started to formulate this thing where we would just like, I said, you know, so we don't have a daily show on WSB, which is kind of like what you work towards. Let's just do it. Let's just do a podcast that people can listen to on their way home from work yep. and they yep. don't have to listen to all that spin. They can just hear this stuff. Yeah. So I was more excited about that anyway. And like the amount of effort to get ready for calls who just like from the left and the right. Like when I did the <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner episode, I cried for four days because I was like, I think he's faking, but he can cut his dick off if he wants to. And people, I mean, everyone was cursing at me like you are a hater and you're going to hell. And I was like, I mean, people were emailing me like the most vile things because wow. both sides did. Nobody liked that position, which was, I don't believe him. And, but I, but he I can care? do whatever he wants. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it, so it was like super stressful because I always had to be ready for all of the different opinions and all of the false truth that was coming through, no matter whether it was from Fox or CNN, I would have to be ready for what absolutely everybody accepted as the truth. And then I would have to defend it, my position, much more than someone who's just reading headlines out of the Wall Street Journal. Like, that's an easy way to do it. I could have done that. It would have been great if I could just, you know, that's what a lot of people do. If you listen to them, that's really just, yeah, they're yeah, just repeating yeah, that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, so when was the Boston bombing then? That was 2011? That was, was 2013. 2013. 
So oh, you, because you, geez, I don't know. It really I, feels Sandy like Sandy Hook was December 2012. Oh, I love how you know that. That's awesome. I felt like I felt like the bombing was 2013. I, the only reason I ask is because you you sound like you've been doing this for decades. The amount amount of knowledge you have, like it really is. I mean, I mean, even Michael said, you know, I I've listened to them now. She knows all this stuff. Like it really feels like you've been down these rabbit holes for a lot longer than you, than you have been. I, I am surprised that it took that to wake me up to like actually have to be in the profession. And I wonder myself, like how did, how does anybody else get woke? Because nobody's spending Nobody is sitting there thinking 40,000 people are going to call me and yell at me if I don't know the answer to this, how this thing works. So that was what motivated me, but who would really be motivated to go way down there? But I guess having that kind of a show, I probably did get people motivated to look into stuff a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. called me conspiracy theorists, but, like, I was just cracking the code on stuff. Like, I was just finding this guy went to a training camp in Chechnya for the CIA. And at age 17, like, you know, the radar blip stopped right there, which is the only place on the whole globe that they're not searching. You know, stuff like that. I wasn't <laughs> theorizing, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, the Boston bombing was uh, April fifteenth, twenty thirteen. So yeah, it was twenty twenty thirteen. Oh yeah, so seven, that's seven. today. Yeah. Oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. What? Tomorrow. Yeah. So when I've been it? woke. Yeah. I've been woke for seven years exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, I mean, that's. I'm, I'm probably only at like eight or nine, maybe. Yeah. So that's yeah. A, yeah. well. Nine eleven woke a lot of people up, but then when Obama got elected and yeah. did not out. 9-11. Well, when he, that didn't, he didn't do a lot, a lot of, of stuff. I mean, he didn't, you know, yeah. that whole change thing was, you he didn't know, do anything. didn't really do anything. Yeah. 20,000 bombs a year on Syria. Yeah. I was talking to some liberal about that. And the guy literally said, but they were very small bombs. Ah. <laughs> I said, well, they weren't huge I, bombs. They were why don't you give me your That's address true. and we can take one away from the guy who doesn't want it and we can send it to your house. And I don't mean to be like a liberal, like I don't care about that stuff. Like I'm, I think that our problem right now is not ideology, but like truth and corruption. You know, I just, I don't think the left right thing to me is a complete distraction. Yeah. So you think corruption is worse than the ideology, ideological not, not, divide right now or not corruption in like a kind of graft kind of sense. I mean, I mean, like the system itself, I think, is just a facade at yeah. this point. I don't know if it always was, but it seems to me that, I mean, what we're living in right now, it's so clear that we have no control over our lives at all. Like, we don't eat if they say you don't eat. I mean, maybe you guys know how to eat, feed yourselves, but I don't. So now I know... I am living in the Truman Show, and it, with just a word, they can change our, just a, one little word, they can change how we behave. One little and, false model. Yeah, and why, and if that's the case, doesn't it kind of have to be true that all the mechanisms we think are there to keep them honest don't work? Yep. Hundred percent. I mean, they should have known that when Snowden came out and told everyone that they were tracing all our phones and listening to everything. See, but I think everything. Snowden. I was woke by the time he came out. Well, he was CIA. Yeah, and he didn't say anything that wasn't already out in the public record. So I was a little suspicious of him, and I said, "I bet that what he is calling our attention to about the USA Patriot Act, which is that um, it doesn't allow the things the government's actually doing." My guess is just the way he said stuff. I want the conversation. 
that will end up not getting rid of those practices, but institutionalizing them in another law. And then we did. We got the USA Freedom Act. So I felt I was never trusted. Edward Snowden, Julian Assange, I don't even buy him. I think he's a honeypot. Like they use him to attract. Because, you know, here's the thing. If he didn't exist, if they didn't have a honeypot, they would have to invent one and it would have to be the guy everybody goes to. They need somebody whistleblowers think they can trust. And he's that guy. And if it's not him, who is it? Yeah. And he does one thing about his whistleblower. He owns it. When you give it to him, he owns it and he can bury it. You know, kind of like Tesla's free energy. Like if he thinks it's better for the world not to release it, you never have a right to go back and get it. And I don't think so he's even, really changing so even though the world. He's, even though he's released a lot of legit stuff, like it's not. Oh like he, yes, it, but yeah. he's still got some sort of control over it. Or, yeah, o- only and, what they want I, out. I would not be surprised in this fucking fascist fucking model, man. Like, I would not be surprised because I, I mean yeah. that even fits with the thing that Snowden was CIA and he was just in there. Even from the simple standpoint to just fucking fuck with the NSA so that they could get more control in the government and more budget and more. The NSA was getting too big and too powerful and they needed. See, the NSA has no, does not have to get funding from Congress and CIA does, if I recall correctly. So they want it all to move over to the NSA. Like, I think, I think they want to discredit the CIA a little bit, but I don't mean to tear down heroes. Here's the thing. And I'm happy to have hope. Like I, so I look at Ron Paul and Trump. I don't, I don't find any fault with Ron Paul. I, I've interviewed him. I love him. I mean, I've had dreams about him. Uh, that guy is like my hero. But he could be a limited hangout. Like, he could be a guy who gets libertarians to think they're making a difference and then come really close. And I, I really don't know. But let's just, let's say that there's a chance that he's that guy. And Trump is also that guy. The limited hangout, if Ron Paul were in a limited hangout, that would say something great, which is there's enough libertarian-minded people out there, people who care about the Constitution, people who care about fundamentals, about freedom, that that's the guy they have to give us. Then you look at Trump. And if, if, if that's the guy they have to give us, because what really moves the dial is to make, you know, to call liberals names i asked my brother who goes by george the friendly truck driver because his name is george and he's a friendly truck driver but he loves trump and i ask him all the time like why and basically and his answer is always the same because he pisses off the people i hate yeah Yeah. he makes chuck schumer mad he makes nancy pelosi mad he makes maxine waters mad it's fun to watch the media yeah Yeah. he likes that and it makes him feel vindicated yeah it's interesting because when we've been we've been destructing deconstructing the media and paying attention to shows like no agenda and what you would have what if i would have known your show seven six years ago so you begin to just start distrusting the media so much so when they have so much vitriol and it looks like true hate well here's the thing to trump it makes you think oh maybe this is think about this right jeff zucker created trump was instrumental in The Apprentice. Jeff Zucker was. Yeah. Trump won the election with an unprecedented zero dollars spent. There was no money. It's the craziest thing. I covered it closely. I wrote really long 
Um, I, I running kind of blog post of like all the signs that say this is crazy. So you're pissing off both sides then too, probably. Yeah, no, nobody. Yes, nobody. That's the thing. Nobody. I always thought like, look, no, don't you understand? Like I'm in the middle, you know, <laughs> I'm in my middle. You know what I mean? That everybody hates me. But what? So Zucker went around telling the world, looks like he's just telling liberals, but he's telling the world, hey, liberals, your worst nightmare is Donald Trump. Go, just go to the mat, die, fall on your sword. We cannot, if that guy ha, is president, the Republicans have really won. And I think that was enough to convince, it was like Brett Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh covered up the Vince Foster murder when his predecessor, Miguel Rodriguez, would not. So Brent Kavanaugh was a Clinton operative, in my opinion. What could get that guy on the Supreme Court? How is that guy a Republican nominee? Because he's a victim of the liberals. Nobody ever talked about his role getting covering up the Vince Foster murder. So that's how I think it works. Well, I mean, yeah, it's tough because, I mean, you even go Vince Foster and people think you're cuckoo half the time, you know? Did you ever read the Miguel Rodriguez memo? Oh, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying I think you're cuckoo. I mean, I'm right there, but I mean, I'm just saying like the general thing that, that the Clintons were complicit in running drugs, you know, people don't even want to hear that. Well, I feel like, okay, so this is where we get, where we come in now, the COVID thing. People don't want to hear that if they wanted. That's why I like the conspiracy theory thing. I can own that. I don't care if you want me to theorize on what the conspiracy is. I will. But that's really not what I like. What I like is to find the evidence that disrupts the official narrative. And if people don't want to see that evidence and Vince Forster has it, the Mina drug running has it. The evidence is there if you want to see it. But it goes to like my biggest puzzle of right now. This coronavirus thing, like I see people walking around with masks everywhere and I ask people all the time, do you know more people who are sick right now or have been sick in the past few weeks than ever before in your whole life? Like, are you personally aware of a health crisis? And the answer in every single solitary case is no. Most of the time, people just don't know anybody who's sick. So I'm not saying nobody's sick. I mean, I do know people who say they know people who are sick. I really want to know the details about <laughs> that's the sun. I really want to know the details about what about these people. So if it was someone I knew, I would know. Is this person kind of hypochondriacal? Is that person an at-risk person? Is that would is that person go to the hospital for any reason? Did they go to the hospital because they were scared and then got sicker when they got to the hospital? I want to know the details. And I don't know anybody close enough to actually find out those details. So I could not verify by induction that that there is a health pandemic here. Right. So that means basically no one else can either, because I really try. Yet everybody is walking around with masks on. Really? I mean, I literally put a fucking bag of popcorn on the conveyor belt at Costco today. The belt was off and the cashier just stepped back with their hands up and said, could you please? I'm not finished with this customer. Could you play? And I said, look, we're clearly six feet away. Like, could you just, <laughs> I accidentally like put my mask down and I, they wanted, they had a, like a rule to sort of have masks. And I told the man, they were just like, Oh my God. Wow. So you have to wear masks in the store and everything there. Well, I told you, like I'm bugged out in California. Oh, right. Right. So I'm oh, at okay. this yeah, other yeah. place. And I thought it was, it's in the desert. What so the fuck I were thought, you thinking? <laughs> 
to go here. Yeah. No, it was fucking crazy. That's why I don't want to tell anybody how stupid it was. So in the desert, which I thought was like the driest place on earth, like the last place they would ever know it's I'm in complete lockdown. So, but everybody's freaking out on me. And I'm like, look, I don't care if you follow the rules. I'm look, as I say, I do not consent, but I submit fucking pussy, whatever. I'm here. Hands up. Don't shoot. And this, and, but I'm like, you don't have to believe it. You don't have to live in fear. And what, what, and you know, and I'm not saying don't believe it. Yes, there is a cold that kills old people, especially people who could die from a cold. So I'm not normally afraid of that. I'm not extra afraid of it now. But even if I'm not, like the, the, here's my problem with the whole thing is that the data and the cost benefit analysis for the policy. Yeah. Normal political processes have not been followed. The First Amendment was suspended before we could talk about this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And and to me, that means the burden of proof for completely extra legal activity on their part is on them. Yeah, the burden yep, of proof is yep, on them. Yep. And and we're just sitting here. Me too. Well, I don't know if you see the last Corbett report there. He said, uh, was this pre-planned? And he, 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 oh my God, the timeline is the, the coincidental theorism, you know? So yes, the coincidence it, theory. Yeah. The, did you know that, uh, the, he, he's saying now it looks like it was an intelligence botch from the beginning. Like they knew intel the intelligence of the States knew in November, this yep. was a problem. Yep. A day after Trump got rid of the, uh, what's it called? The target? No, the uh, predict. There's, that's an acronym for the investigation into pandemics, predicting how to predict. See, pandemics. but this is where how I read that. I read that differently. I read it that the intelligence is in charge of it because it's a psyop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To cover up yeah, for yeah. a financial. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. It oh, was okay. it was not a mistake. It was right, a purposeful right. mistake. They right. they had the information and they didn't do what they're supposed to do with it. But very I think similar to creating the information. Very similar to nine eleven. I mean, well, yeah, right. maybe, but I mean, there's, I'm not saying there wasn't yeah. a virus no, and actually like it could, be, it could still fit into the bioweapon theory and, and all that yeah, kind of I'm, stuff. So I'm open to the idea that something was coming and they saw it and they knew it and they and took they advantage just, of it they shut, or yeah, like, yeah. <clears throat> you know, they knew that this was the year that we were due for a particularly let, nasty one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think that it, I believe the primary purpose of it is the financial collapse. Yeah. 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 To blame it on just to cover it's up a, the class, controlled demolition yeah. Yeah. of the economy, so that they could they didn't have to take the blame and they could just do what they did last time times ten, and just pump ten trillion dollars, no questions asked. Yeah, no questions asked. But they want to blame it all on Trump, and then when they come out of it, everything that he stood for will be ground into the carpet. Yes, I thought that However, they were going to do that. Yeah, he's trying to. Whoever he's working with, which I think is army intelligence, but uh, they're trying to shift that so that that doesn't happen is what it kind of seems like. I don't know. It does seem like a legitimate deep state war. That's what's it, so hard to believe that Trump's not an outsider. And that's it what, does feel like like there, right now I heard today that Gates CDC Fauci model is being dropped by the COVID task force. Yeah. And the Surgeon General. I don't know if that's true. And he just but came out before the show and said that he's full on defunding who until they come around to what he wants. Well, and then No Agenda was saying eight years ago that fucking Snowden and was and it was an internal war in the United States, a deep state war. 
that it seems like there's two factions in the country that are at war with each other, and Snowden's on one side and someone else is on the other, and there's this sort of back and forth well, beneath the Eisenhower thing. warned us about this. So it seems like whoever Eisenhower was with, because he was Kennedy. a general, right? So whoever was in the control. the CFR. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. You're totally true. I mean, the whole thing keeps circling back on itself, and it's so yeah, difficult to keep track of, but... I, it I seems can't. like two factions that are. So warring. is it CFR and CNP or whatever? Yeah, then? yeah, the CNP, yeah, right. which is a distant second, but that's like Bannon and Kellyanne Conway. And those guys and, are CNP. Uh, isn't Alex Jones Mercer. on there too? Well, everybody is, right? Someone keeps someone. Sorry. So someone just emailed me. A friend emailed me like you've got you know. Because I'm like Alex Jones is a taint agent. I invented a uh, an expression, a taint nice. agent. <laughs> it's a good one. It's like it's that's so much going for it. So that like he you'll he'll he was on Pierce Morgan. This is like the perfect example. After Sandy Hook and Larry Pratt from Gun Owners of America was on, and he like made really good arguments. And I think he even was responsible for getting Pierce Morgan run out of town, basically. The next day, Piers Morgan has Alex Jones on, which makes similar arguments. And then he jumps up and down on the chair like a monkey. And you're like, well, that doesn't make it look more, you know, like a sane person has this idea. Like he tainted the true arguments with aberrant behavior, which either they like him for that reason. You know, they, they promote a guy like they will. They'll take me down, but they'll act like they take him down. But he remains standing. So I got taken down from WordPress when all the headlines were that Alex Jones was being censored, but Alex Jones is fine. And I'm kind of in a shambles. So, I mean, I don't care. I'm just saying he's a, he's a good excuse. It's a good, like if they, if anyone were going to promote somebody like, him, you know, they'd rather promote somebody like him than somebody like me. I mean, I'm not worried about it. I'm just saying, I think that's why I look at him. I don't know if he's in on it or what, but I think there's something a little bit tainted about him that doesn't help. And then the thing about the two sides internally, I just, I think that goes along with kind of the left-right thing. I think that it's a little deeper level of propaganda to get people to have hope that there's a fight going on. And that's why I'm just starting to kind of think outside this paradigm, especially with the Corona thing, where like, uh, if, if maybe we, you know, you got to step off the grid, which I am absolutely not prepared to do in any way. I mean, they literally have like 15 different shapes glasses for my cocktail. I just don't see, <laughs> I don't see growing like pecans and pear trees and stuff in the living in a cave is going to suit my lifestyle. But like, I really am, I'm wondering if there's no, that's, you know, maybe that's going to, no, there's you know, no, what, no, what, no hope or no, uh... it's not that there's no hope that it's that the problem is so profound yeah, yeah. that it cannot be resolved within this paradigm yeah. except yeah. for According to the rules of this paradigm, which is going off grid. That's the only way. Yeah. It's the only yeah, way because, yeah, yeah. like, when you look at it, it's like the World Health Organization, World Economic Forum, Bill Gates and Johns Hopkins got together. So, yeah. who's they, us and them? They, they're they. They got together and they did Event 201, which is a blueprint or whatever. I don't know. Saw it coming. I don't know what it was, but that's they. That's them doing it. Every single solitary member of government from the local, state, municipal, <laughs> um, federal, the international organizations, judiciary, executive, admin, legislative, they're all basically in lockstep. Like what Trump and Fauci are not arguing about, uh, can I have the data and the cost-benefit analysis of the policy? And can we please try to 
use our legal framework that's been around for 10,000 years, including when there were jillions of pandemics in the 1700s, when the Constitution was written? Can we just slow down and have an intelligent conversation here? Neither of those two personalities are doing that. So it's all, all there. There is no real opposition. And you can see the system just closing in to where they're going. They're controlling health. They're controlling food. They are controlling my food. I can't. I, if they don't give me my food, I'm not getting food. So I went to Costco because today there was beef plant closing. Yesterday there was a pork plant closing. And the day before there was a chicken plant closing. Now I think they're doing it for financial reasons. They're saying it because everybody's getting sick. But well, they want to put. They they still want to keep this thing rolling. I mean, it's not going fast. They enough. have to. They have to keep got, this thing going because yeah. because Gates has said it. It's not yeah. going to get fixed until right. they vaccinate the globe. Agreed. Billions Agreed. of people. He's saying this but right it, now. Billions of people. They're going to vaccinate. This is the big plan. It's and also then they're going to track it. To, yeah, it's I know. Just it's not about it's, vaccines. It's about well, that's everyone's the, mind needs to change from the old paradigm to the new paradigm yes. that they're rolling out. And it's going to take a certain amount of time. Now, when Trump was running for office, when we were doing this, Graham was all in because he was really excited, you know, that Trump was going to change the world and all this kind of stuff. And my he's mom, still, he's still like, there. Trump he's still a little bit. On, just got faint hope. I still feel, still, I still fine. struggle. I and still I was, struggle with him still like being an outsider last, or not. It's like, like the last knot in the road. Because you know why? Because he, he, he calls out the media and he's not afraid to, you know, it's the, it's that anti-PC stuff that guy, people in America like. It's like the guy says what's on his mind But that's the thing. They gave him now, to it, you because you like it. That's what I said. Yeah, I yeah. said that you they wouldn't believe it. They gave me Ron Paul because I like him. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't believe it if it didn't seem true to you, you yeah. know, and you've if bought in. So it's want. even more true. Yeah. Right. Right. My mother loves him. She thinks I don't like him because I openly predicted that Hillary was going to win. You have egg on your face. That's why you don't like him. You're never going to forgive him for that. I'm like, no, that's kind of true. That's another psychological thing. I don't care thing. at all. You made up your mind, so it's difficult to change that. But I had said controlled opposition from the start, and I even thought that it was that he is the first AI chosen president that they had handed command and control over, and then the computer was just running everything, trying to figure it all out. What do you? What do you mean? Uh, there was this, um, what's his name? John B. Wells and the caravan to midnight I was listening to. And there was this girl DJ on there and she was talking about how the quantum computers were already built and running in 2015. And they were, she was showing white papers about how they were, uh, handing command and control over to the AI so that it could figure out all the logistics when they went from, uh, I think it was fifth generation internet we run no 4g that we were yeah of the the generation of the internet itself and then they were transferring to the sixth generation which is you know much larger and it can run everything that's on 4g the fourth gen can be on the sixth plus like you know every sand every grain of sand on the planet can be tagged basically and then they're going to put up all these satellites and everything, and then the AI will run everything. And then they did the – Alex Jones got real excited about the Jade Helm thing, which its subtitle was Mapping the Human Domain. <laughs> and it was figuring out what all the nodes do when it played Florida and Texas against California and a couple others. And then it was this like act of war game. And Alex Jones made a huge deal that Obama was going to come out with the FEMA camps and start locking everybody up during this. 
And instead, it kind of fell flat on its face. It didn't really do anything. And everybody kind of laughed at him about it. But if DJ was right, and that was the installation of the AI getting more control, and then it gamed everything to figure out who it needed to put in as president so that it could then bring forth this, what we're now global, facing, global control, what we're now right? facing. I mean, have you watched the fourth segment of the event 201 where they talk? Oh, no. Oh, really? It's that, dip- that's not the media one. It's the one that's all about surveillance and all about, um, it's, it's just all about digital surveillance, that segment. That's what it's all about. Oh, I and, have to go back. And when it comes up on YouTube, it doesn't actually fall. It didn't fall in the list of next videos. It was bumped off of there. You have to actually, you have to type it in and search Oh, really? It. Yeah. So it's, I'll have to go back. Look at that. I have two things. I wanna, so anyway. Okay, one is, yeah. Can that I, was it. Are you? The AI listen, chose So, Trump. Michael, I have two questions. <clears throat> uh, I personally don't, I don't think it's that complicated to get Trump in. I'm not denying what you're saying. I have a follow-up on what you're saying. But I look at, I think they put up several people. One thing I've noticed about presidential elections, at at least since 2000, is every single solitary one of them is arguably illegitimate. The other side says that person didn't really win. So it was the hanging Chad. It was the 2014, the 2004 Diebold machines. It was the Kenyan birth, right? It was... And then when you when Trump came along, the three people in the race, I remember, I think Ted Cruz was, I think that they don't necessarily need an AI to tell you who's going to win. They just have a few candidates and they just see how they do. I think Ted Cruz and Trump were legitimately running to see which would be more acceptable to <clears throat> whatever, the be more plausible. I don't know, because Ted Cruz is a Canadian citizen by birth. Both of his parents were Canadian citizens when dual citizenship was not permitted and he was born in Canada. So I said, this is going to be a constitutional crisis. You cannot elect that guy. And then Hillary gets all the illegal votes, which is true. I know that there's uh, undocumented voters all over the place in California, for example. Dead ones. And too. Where? Dead ones, too. Yeah, every yeah. So that you could totally make an argument as illegitimate, and then he and even Trump's illegitimacy is like really a marginal argument. The Russian thing is like pathetic, but I think they could have had like Ted Cruz or Hillary. When Hillary would never have been, we would be four million people with long guns on the mall in D.C. if they tried to pull this with Hillary there. I think you have to have your own side tell you to yeah, come. Totally, down. totally. Yeah. But I want to ask, oh, how far can I go? As far as you want. Oh, yeah. Are you sure? And I also want you to know that I don't believe my theories. I just love making them up. Oh, well, I I think that I'm going to I'm going to support something that you're saying there. So, Michael, if you listen to my show, you probably know that the book I just finished was Ted Kaczynski's Technological Slavery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now, thank God, I'm moving on to David Skirbina, his metaphysics of technology, which at least I can cite without asking if you guys have a dump button first. (sighs) But Kaczynski's idea, and it's just very simply well and well-written book. It's mostly that manifesto, but it's also uh, his conversations with this professor Skrbina. But it's about, I mean, it really opened my eyes to the, the idea of how impossible kind of it is to escape the technology. I, I was talking to just some random person at a kid's party recently, and I was saying, you know, well, I try not to be too alarmist. And I said, well, you know, governments have been trying to dominate the population forever. And the guy said, it's different now. And I said, why? And he took out his phone and he said, because of this. And that is true. And I agree with that, that 
the surveillance is just, it's just incomparable. Like Caesar could not have done it, but these guys actually can do it. Mm-hmm. And we, and if you look at it like that, like if it's inescapable, then I think trying to operate by the old rules is not, it's not going to work at all. Yeah. yeah, well, we read the manifesto on the show, so I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no way. Oh my God. so you're not going too deep for us. We got, it, we got it available it? on audio on, no, we, on our. I just in our don't black know budget, how I get. So. T- I don't. Oh, really? Yeah, oh my gosh, I have yeah, to. Yeah. I don't. Was it with commentary? Was it like mystery well, science theater? No, 3, not quite. Not quite. Oh, a little bit. A little <laughs> oh, bit. That's we, a lot of idea. Yeah, we got a little bit. We got one version like that, and one that's just sort of straight audio. Yeah, straight audio. I don't know if I get taken down because of what I say or because of what's in the like oh. tag. Oh, we don't care about any of that. Like, but okay, I've been considering, I mean, it'd be good. I've been considering going through that book. I mean, if I end up locked down where I can't leave my house, I'll probably be out in the street with my gun. But so a- I compiled, a- yeah. After that, I I think you could go through that book today and just write your own paragraph for each one of his from a, tw- I just, from a 2020 I just read viewpoint. It like a month ago. Just like that one, by accident. Two, 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 okay, let's, let's look at paragraph 32 in 2020. See but, where the fuck we're at. But there's um, the unintended consequences of this, us being able to get together and use technology to our advantage and against them. And there's yeah. a metaphysical aspect to people. But it might not be unintended. Or because them. this way, they might know, that, you know, if, if we're all tagged as fucking troublemakers, it's yeah. a good idea to know exactly what we're saying mm-hmm. every time we connect. But now everyone's everything. Everyone's everything is now being passed through Zoom, which will do two things, total surveillance and it trains AI. Yeah. Because AI is like subtle. You know, it has to be subtle. So did you guys hear ever read this Quartz article, which I'm sure is just a limited hangout machine, but it's a great article about the NSA roots of Google. Oh, it, I mean, they called it the alphabet company. I mean, come yeah. on. Oh, gosh, that's so funny. Oh, my gosh. that's. I always wondered why they did that. But the but the the original idea was that the searches were so psychologically revealing that they could create entire communities around you based on your searches. They call them birds of a feather. Oh yeah, and that's how they can influence you mm-hmm. and understand you better. That's like, like this kind of a surveillance machine, like with ninety seven percent accuracy, supposedly. And now I think with, if they get AI just right, they can basically construct those birds of a feather without any actual human beings being a part of it. You could think that you're part of a huge community and it's no, like I have 11,000, almost 12,000 Twitter followers. You know how many of them I've looked at? I talk all the time. I'm on Twitter all the time. I talk to everybody all the time, all the time, all the time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there could be 10 human beings behind that. Yep. Well, you know that this one's real now. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe 12. And I think I'm good at telling. But you could be artificially generated with where we're at. I mean, I'm not sure fucking Tom Hanks was Tom Hanks on Saturday Night Live. And when I first heard that, I was like, nah, that's crazy. And then I kept going through the thread. And he's got these videos where his head looks totally like it's fucking weird. And I'm like, and then he ends with, oh, by the way, does that look like the kitchen of a $26 million mansion? He ended like that? That's how the thread ends. That's how the oh, thread, the thread ends. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah, it was a deep state thing where they did him on a green screen where it was somebody else, and then they placed his face on it. This is what it looks like. That thread, that's what that thread is. It sure is looked on. like it. Yeah. And there was a Pope 
Francis, like he disappeared at the end of a speech today. You know, it's just they're they're promoting this idea of deep fakes. And I and I don't know if it's to start the dialectic or to make us think that they're still detectable or, or to discredit. Uh, it's part of or the to discredit people like us. You know, I mean, they can discredit conspiracy theories that make it out into the narrative. You know, oh, it's a deep fake. Yeah, that's I mean, and that's why I was saying that Trump seems like he was the perfect of the different people that were candidates. He was the perfect one to create this much division. You know, Cruz couldn't have created that much division, even if they'd let him in. Hillary, you know, Hillary would have, yeah. but it would have gotten out of control. Cruz could have because because the, he's religious, because like you said, if Hillary would have, then they would have marched on Washington with 300 yes. million guns. Totally. Where Trump, the liberals don't have any freaking guns, so they can yeah. get together their bats yeah, and their knives, but whatever. For not being enough of a fascist. Well, I swear right. that's they're like, yelling oh, yeah. at him for that. I mean, everyone <laughs> like, is. The fuck? That's why I don't think there are two sides. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I thought because yeah. I've been pushing the envelope on Twitter and Facebook lately, like pushing it a little bit, and then the one that seems the most innocuous of all, which is pretty much just like, just don't snitch on people. All right, just just don't snitch on people, and that's the one that uh, that people are like, "Fuck you!" You're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, okay." See, you guys are I'm like saying. lining up to snitch this on is, people. They're getting paid for what? it. I bet. I mean, I just found I out Soros my good friend's brother's together. been snitching on people at his work. Probably, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Real my buddy's are disgusted. Doing He's like, I, I don't even know if I can talk to my brother anymore. Yep. Yes, I had a little problem with that. My husband's a normie. Which He's is why snitching? I bugged out a little bit. No, no, oh. but I, but I was just like, dude, you gotta like. I just wanted someone to come over and hang out with my kid who has Down syndrome. He was just like, no, like, could you be fucking kidding? And I was like, but anyway, he now after this has been dragging on, has the idea that this thing is they're overreacting by a lot. But see, people are snitching, right? So I know plenty of people who are in the grip of the mind control. I don't know anybody who's in the grip of the coronavirus. Totally. But I do know people who are in that mind control. And I look at that and I look at how we're behaving. And that's why I just do not think that just the political system is going to work. I don't think we're going to get our liberties back. By logic. I mean, not like, yeah. I think it'll come back this time. It's going to be wave and wave and wave. No, I mean, bigger than that. I mean, like, you know how the Fourth Amendment was basically destroyed a couple of years ago. But it's going to be Republicans for a while now then, though, right? Because I feel like if they, I feel like if if it swings, like those guns are still there. And I feel like even if if Joe Biden tries to lock you in your house, people are going to freak out. Why aren't your guns, why don't, why aren't we out there? Well, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you why. I mean, I, I won't Conservatives tell you why. Conservatives are patient. Well, that's not even the only reason. I mean, one of the things is, I'll tell you right now, is a lot of people would have started freaking the fuck out, maybe about even event this that we're going through right now. We might have had, you know, armchair researchers and the guys who knew 9-11 was like the Dave McGowan's that knew 9-11 was a fucking inside job at like 1030 a.m. on 9-11. Yes, yes. And they were blogging about it. Watching on, it go down. Like, his first blog fuck? came out on nine twelve. Wow. Um, his and, first blog about that. Yeah. And now yeah, we're in this wow. weird space where all the people that maybe, or at least a lot of them, that maybe were the, the best of being able to track or catch some stuff 
we're busy following, you know, this QAnon phenomenon that's that's made mainstream television. You know, oh, don't yeah. look at QAnon, don't look at QAnon, don't. But then people get swallowed up on that, and it's the people that are probably most likely to start, you know, doing something. <clears throat> but instead, they're trusting the plan. I never believed in Q for that reason. He just got too legit, too big, too fast. But the reason I think that we are not like uh, storming the mall and mass right now is if it were Hillary, people would have just done it spontaneously. But it isn't. So you actually the other amendments, the other rights in the Bill of Rights are more important than the Second Amendment in this case. And I think probably generally the First Amendment in particular and the fourth, because you have to communicate, you have to organize, you have to you have to talk sense into each other and then plan and execute in a lawful and peaceable manner, an effective manner. You know what I mean? If you could actually use the Fourth Amendment to communicate confidentially and then use the First Amendment, assert your First Amendment right with just picket signs, a million hundred million picket signs from coast to coast that said that we are asserting our first amendment right. I think we would, but I feel like because those, those amendments are the ones that are being suppressed first amendment in particular, we just, the second amendment becomes more or less neutralized. Plus we don't have militias anymore. Because your thing about Trump is making a lot of sense because you know what, if it was anyone but Trudeau in Canada trying to lock us in our houses right now, like I don't think Sheer would have got away with it because the left here would have done the opposite thing and would have started screaming fascist. Mm-hmm. So you get, I call it the contrary law of democracy. You get the thing you hate the most from your guy because the other guy could not get away with it. Yep. Yep. Motherfucker. So you mean, so you mean Trump's <laughs> not going to shut down the Fed? You mean? Trump is not Batman, and the Fed has now an infinite money supply, so the Fed doesn't even need to exist anymore. Isn't he refinancing it and shutting it down? No, well, they always had here. unlimited financing. It's not like he's not mixing it with the Treasury, and now he's got control of all of it? No, that's no, not that's how it's too like, bad. Eh? It's hard to say. The, the reserve ratio is zero. Yep. That's what I'm saying about infinite yeah, money. Yeah. Like It's beyond yeah. infinite because you can't even divide by zero. Well, so it's just so that's one thing I wonder. It seemed like before all this happened that the dollars the that they've been exporting the inflation for forty or fifty years are all f- seemingly flooding back to the states, and so how are you going to deal with that huge problem? It was, you know, you know more about this than I do. This is an actual. This is a real question. Like, well, here's the 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 thing I'm puzzling about. They would have to do something so that that would be almost controlled. So this demolition of it and then saying that they have, I mean, from what I understand, you have a reserve ratio so that the inflation rate doesn't get out of control. So they're trying to temper that. I think there's a chance that inflation is not the problem, believe it or not. That I think what might be happening is 2008 was supposed to be this too. And I think they didn't really fix it. So we had this it was coming, and I've been talking about it for a while. I think that what we might have been seeing, I read an article like six months ago called the FedEx's earnings reveal a $10 trillion time bomb in the corporate debt market. And they were saying that over the next five years, $10 trillion worth of corporate debt was going to mature. And if interest rates weren't at near zero, those guys would not be able to maintain the debt payments and like all that shit would go bankrupt. And that would be a horrible cascade. Like half the companies would go bankrupt. 
there would be no credit whatsoever and we would just have this devastating collapse. And you know where it came from? It came from 2008. So what are they doing with these trillions of dollars? Both the Fed is directly monetizing private corporate debt, which is insane. They're counterfeiting money and giving it to private companies. And then the company, I don't even mind so much when they do it to the private companies, but when they do it to the U.S. government, they counterfeit money. They lend it to the government, and then the government is required to pay it back to the private banks. We should just repudiate all debt on the Fed's books. But my point with the other stuff is that if there really was a $10 trillion debt collapse waiting to happen, and we just injected, by coincidence, approximately $10 trillion into those markets, it wouldn't actually be inflationary. It would be reflationary. What should happen is that collapse happens the like the infrastructure doesn't actually collapse. Like the cars don't just like blow up mm-hmm. there. The stuff is all still there. It's just the people who own them don't own them anymore. And, th- and this is all to sustain or to reshuffle who owns it so that like the big global corporations or whoever are actually going to get the bailouts, they will be there to pick up the pieces, just like the housing market shook out and all homeowners like disappeared. The small businessmen will just shake out wages will go down and your 401k just went to half. So all surplus wealth and the lower big block of the pyramid just got sucked up. And I'm not sure it will even be inflationary. And those well, are the, the, those are the fuckers that are in bed with the government too. So that you might as well have yes. just fucking socialized it. So that's, and, it's basically like the government just bought that shit. So and it's then just you have like to go work fascism. for them Bernie and their won. ridiculous PC policies. You have to work for them. And if you don't, do what they you want. Don't if you don't say they instead of he or she, you could be in, in trouble and not Miriam, have a job. The Merriam Webster definition of fascism no longer contains that part about private and state power. Oh, yeah, totally. Really? I'm, the public private partnership doesn't seem like fascism anymore. No, it's, they, it's they, they changed the, the definition. Like, I'll, I'll look it up right we, now. We also did Dave McGowan's book, um, the, the F word. We the did F-word, it as an audio book. Uh, what's what's it called technically? It's uh, uh, understanding, understanding the F word, American politics, and the illusion books. of democracy. Yeah, yeah Dave, great stuff. So and it talks the, about, uh, he talks about the definition changing in there. It's pretty interesting. So here we go, Merriam-Webster. Yeah, I've started calling it COVID-19. Often capitalized, a p- political philosophy, movement, regime that exalts nation and often race above the individual, and that stands for centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader. Severe economic and social regimentation and forcible suppression of opposition. Hold on. What are fasci? Are they not, is it not a bundle of sticks? Uh, well, I, I just went mm-hmm. to fascism. No, no, I know, but, but like, yeah, fasci was a, say fasci was from a bundle of sticks. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, Mussolini himself said that we're gonna. Oh yeah, by the Mussol- by Mussolini's together. definition, we're yes. we're straight up in fascism. And if you yeah. actually read McGowan's book, F Word, he's got like the definition of fascism in 1950. Cause he's got these old dictionaries and then like, here's the one from 1980, whatever. And here's the new one where they've just taken this part right out. Mm-hmm. So even like the Wikipedia for fascism, uh, nothing about. Uh, and that's what people say about uh, China too. And I'm now like, we call it mind, corporatism. Fascist. Yep. Yeah, and did, and that's how what I think this is about. Right? Didn't there, the latest right one that didn't the latest care bail out the states as well? Yes, there was the last thing, you know, last thing I just like glanced over. I, it gives me tired head to like dig in too deep, but it was 500 billion 
to the U.S. Treasury. It was five hundred billion. It's a state, local, and municipality. So obviously, you're gonna change. You know, you're gonna do whatever. They'll probably have loan forgiveness for those guys for every state that has mandatory vaccine program, something like that, right? So they they own the states now. Seven hundred and fifty billion are to private companies. So they're literally counterfeiting. This is what makes me crazy, but this is what a debt-based currency is. They don't just counterfeit the money. They could just counterfeit the money, but they don't. They counterfeit the money, and then they tell you you have to pay them back. You know, like, and it's a private company. Like, that's what makes me nuts about it. So when we say we have a $24 trillion debt, I would say if six or eight of it's on the Fed, that that should just be gone. We're going to have well over 150% debt to GDP ratio within 12 months, I think. Yeah. Huh. The IMF will be happy. Is this is this MMT? Like, is this the modern monetary theory in action, or is that still something? That, I guess. That, I mean, it's like, not really happened yet. We want to get somebody on the top. I guess. About I think the, like, I think the MMT wouldn't. I mean, it probably would, but it. I would hope that it would not have a debt based currency. Right. But yeah, that's yeah. Which should be people. just. It should be just you're flooding it with the with the. Right. With the money that's made from the states, not not from the United States, like the Treasury, not the Fed. And then it's just taxed to adjust for inflation. If you just gave it directly and yeah, didn't yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. didn't go through like <clears throat> the old the greenbacks thing. or whatever, here's like back problem. before the Fed got involved. And you could see it what happened today. Governor Northam in Virginia said, I'm suspending the new minimum wage law. I'm totally fine with that because I hate minimum wage laws. But what people don't don't what the regular consumers of MMT don't understand and that created person AOC should understand it if she's going to tout it is it's like a, it's like Keynesianism on steroids I guess where Keynes would say remember the concept sticky wages like everybody who's ever taken economics class probably heard that Keynes was concerned about sticky wages mm-hmm. the sticky wages were when uh, the price clearing mechanism for labor didn't really work very well because people did not want to take a cut and pay. So what they do instead is they create inflation so that if wages stay the same, they are worth less. So when they create money like that, you can see it, say it at a gas station. If you, if you double the money supply, the price of the gasoline is twice. So the guy who owns the oil over time doesn't really care if he's getting $10 for that or $5 for that, as long as he can turn that $10 over and buy the same amount of stuff with it. But the guy working at the counter is still making the sale. Like he's not getting a double wage the day that money supply increases. So the problem with the MMT, in my opinion, is that one of the many problems is that it just is a way to make sure that anyone who is not actually a holder of hard assets never accumulates any kind of wealth. And I think that's a big part of this too. Wow. MMT to me, and I don't know it perfectly, but it seems like, you know, the libertarian minded, you want gold or something to back your currency, not just be debt based so that, you know, they in a debt based currency, they create the principal, but not the interest. And so everyone's fighting over the interest or the taxes to pay to the government. And then that makes bankruptcies happen. I mean, it, it makes it inherent in the system, correct? So with MMT, instead of having that, 
and seeing that you're in a debt based system instead of a gold backed system, libertarians would be horrified by that where MMT would be like, well, that's great. Then we can make as much as we want. If it's not real, then let's just print everything we want. Here's the problem with all of it is that, and this is why I've always wanted a balanced budget amendment is there is no, like the most perfect, like cost accounting and the pricing mechanism, all that is like the most perfect way to increase wealth because you understand the value of things. So where price is clear is where resources should be allocated to maximize the total amount of wealth. Mm -hmm. So when you take all of the feedback mechanisms away for what's worthwhile, you bail out a company that really should be bankrupt or even in the case of these bailouts and stuff, if you kick the can for people, if you disconnect the consequences from the genuine cost of the policy, you don't get resistance. You're insulating it from resistance. You're neutralizing the impact it has on people. You're buying them off. And I would just say, have a if you if you if you connect the value of what you're saying with the decisions, then you just get a better you know, you get more wealth, you get more to enjoy for everyone. And it, and it can be distributed fairly if it's related to how much you've contributed or whatever, but you can even take distribution out of it. Anyway. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I, all I know is it's not, hasn't been working for decades. You know, people can't save, they can't retire, they can't save up anything for retirement. They don't have any savings. They can hardly make it past what's the average 400 bucks, uh, Past their paycheck and how could they have I mean, gotten and, and, away with this if it yeah. weren't for this this complete like nobody's asking any questions yeah mm-hmm. and it's just a 10 trillion dollar bailout that nobody's even we're not even allowed to show up yeah and demand an account they didn't even vote for it they didn't even vote for it they yeah. just waved it in yeah. they didn't even they didn't even have to write down who was voting for it. you have no record of who voted for but it. what surprised me is they didn't get the digital part through like how did that slip through how did that slip away it was too radical really for the cash cash america it was too radical yeah cuz i just read this thing on the imf but corbett said that when the checks like don't clear or whatever and it like to get an actual check or direct deposit can take longer then people will clamor for the digital currency but i was reading in this imf blog that the digital currency will pave the way for negative interest rates because mm-hmm. it will have an exchange rate with cash yep I, that just blew my mind so you have a dollar it's like getting two percent back when you buy something yeah. or paying not getting that back when you use cash it's that kind of thing still yes yeah. and then like if you hold on to your cash a year from now you can only buy it's worth less yeah 97 whatever Jeez. yep until it's gone well they then, imposed us aid yeah. on india what was that three years ago four years ago they closed down all of the economy for india like three years ago when the us no it was still under obama before trump took over but they shut everything down and they said that everybody had to turn in all their cash and you only had like two weeks to do it. And if you didn't turn it in by then, everybody went to digital wallets and like 75% of India, 750 million people didn't have bank accounts, let alone smartphones to go onto this system. But they forced them onto it and they made it work. They made it happen. When you think that they're going to do that? I mean, I felt bad asking for cash <laughs> at the store today. They're definitely going to do that. <laughs> I wanted cash back. I mean, like in this next 12 months. Yeah. 
Oh, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I mean, who knows? It's that sounds you can't predict anything. You just it sounds like around the same time Bill Gates was in there trying to vaccinate all these people, they kicked him out, didn't they? Yeah, totally. And I and that's what kind of starts to give me hope is that like India got kind of pissed about that. Oh yeah, they're like they're like they're like you're giving us paralyzed like five hundred thousand. That's exactly what happened with the original Salk vaccine too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. His grandkids dropped dead on stage or something. Yep. Amazing. So, yeah, India's not too happy with in Africa and all that, for sure, with what Gates is doing. I don't know. When you say all the governments are lockstep together, I, I of course, that's an absolutism, so I forgive it. But at the same time, you know, I think it's I think it's important that we begin labeling correctly and differentiating between who we're talking about and start calling them out and start having, you know, there's certain clubs of people who aren't even politically, you know, they're above all that. They're the ones with all the money that are forcing, moving everything. Yeah. Around. You know, you might be right. Like Sweden, for example, like they, I think they're going to try to make an example of Sweden. I didn't know if they were like setting themselves up to be an example yeah. or it's, it seems like their laws from the articles I've read really do not allow this. Of course, our laws really don't allow this either, but they seem to, I, I don't know if they're going to, so, you know, I did say they are all in lockstep. I just, I, I'm painting with a broad brush. Yeah, totally. And maybe, I get it. I get it. No, but maybe I shouldn't because maybe there is some hope that I'm not seeing within this paradigm. Maybe I'm too like 60,000 feet. I know all that American freedom that looks so idealing or endearing from Canada here sure disappeared in a fucking hurry. And I'm allowed to do a bunch of stuff that people in a bunch of states can't do. They so say like the poorer countries are better off because they don't like as a free person because they just don't have the money to hunt you down. <laughs> you know? Well, our you buddy from so Lebanon says all the time, he's like, I moved here because I heard it was free. And he's like, in back home, I could just do whatever I want and whenever I wanted and no one really bothered me. And here it's like, everyone's beating down my neck. I got to work fucking all this yes. time just to make ends meet. Yeah. And it's just, I'm stuck in the meat grinder now. I was talking to an Uber driver from Ghana. I think it was Ghana or Guyana. It was no Ghana. It was an, it was an African country. And he was saying, I'm going to make my money here and I'm going to go back home when I'm 40 and I'm going to have three wives and I'm going to sit on the porch with this thing that we drink and I'm going to watch them like work. And I said, dude, <laughs> When you get, he's like, that's how it is there. It's like, when you get back there, you know, it's not going to be like that anymore. And, uh, and it won't be, but he was complaining that like, it's just sucks here because all he does is work all day. And then he Ubers all night yeah. and he lives in like a tiny place. Yeah. He's like, I can barely afford ganja. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. So to come, come back, back with anything, he's got a really. Simple yeah, he can't. No, he yeah. can't do anything. And yeah. I'm just like, they're definitely going to change your culture. And I asked him, I just have the blues like, is there a lot of Chinese immigration there? Because I really think that that they try to up, uproot cultures by just swapping them out, you know, just like making people move to the other place. And like China has a big presence in Africa. And I wondered if it was like really changing the culture. And I think it is. I mean, that's the kind of thing I see. And I just think we're not, we can't stop it, but I don't want to be negative. Well, it's too far. Give me some of, hope. Come on. Yeah. It's well, that's why I didn't understand with the, with the, when this whole COVID thing came out, why Africa didn't get hit so hard because there is a lot of Chinese in and out of Africa. How come it took so long there? 
when it's Italy, also with the one belt, one road in Italy or whatever, you can understand the direct link from Italy to, to Lots Wuhan, of Africa's but... on those anti-malaria drugs too. And it's warmer there. And it's warm. They don't get the flu probably. Yeah, they, that's they the, it was the, the wrong shots. season. It might go down shot, there now. It might go to South America and Africa now. Yeah. Well, Africa doesn't. I mean, I was South just surprised Africa it didn't gets start a bit cold, but now. like Northern Africa is never going to get too bad. I mean, the flu just right. sort of stays away from the equator, doesn't it? I think so, but I never understand because it seems so sticky. Don't bugs love to grow and But yeah, but I moisture. don't think you can exist in like direct sunlight. <laughs> oh, the, the oh, more okay. direct the sunlight. The fabricated manufactured ones don't like the sunlight. Especially them. They're like vampires. <laughs> the bioweapon ones just don't like the sun. Well, with a little luck, I, I mean, it's Q plans on and it's saving the world and we'll just all come out of this just, you know, better than ever. But I mean, if one thing's for sure, at least as a Canadian, I'm looking, I'm like, well, shit, you know, at least I'm not going to get like jumped on the beach and drug off to a jail cell. So... You know, we can't go to beaches. Yeah. But and I was like you. really thinking yeah. like I need to move to the States one day. And now I'm like, no, maybe not. So not. I just need to get more guns in Canada. Really? I'm Skip thinking it. the other way. I, like, I just think stay in Canada for now, for sure. I mean, and all of a sudden now my, this fucking treaty card that I have is like a gold card. Oh. So wow. it's like I can hunt whenever the I want. The USMCA has total, you can totally pass Well, I can the cross borders. the border right now too. But then in Canada, like they just closed like crown land and a bunch of provinces. So like you literally can't go walk in the bush here right now. But that's uh, indigenous cultures are exempt. Because in our treaty and our constitution, it says that we're allowed to harvest that land. So, so all Wait, of a sudden what? I can get caught out driving around and right, I can just be like, can't. I'm heading out hunting. Right. But in Canada, we're not really locked down like you yet either. So I can just be right. out driving around or walking around town or, I mean, they've closed the parks and I mean, I've actually been actively trying to find somebody in Canada that's been fined with social distancing because I want to start having people on the show and highlighting this bullshit. Yeah. But I mean, I haven't, I find this, oh, we almost got, or we, it got fined and it got thrown out. I mean, I know some places like my girlfriend's from South Africa and they're fucking, they're not fucking around over there. And, uh, but here in Canada, I haven't been able to, and I've seen people get arrested in videos in the States, but here yes, in Canada, absolutely, for I have sure. yet to find someone that's actually got, and if you're listening to this and email me, DarrenEckerAmerica.com, if you've gotten a social distancing ticket, I haven't been able to find anyone yet on Twitter or Facebook or anything. And I mean, me and Kyle, my buddy Kyle likes to push the envelope too. So we were like leaving site the other day and there was a cop Hold car right hands. there. Holding hands? No, we didn't go that far. But Speaking he's like, moistly. he's like, do you want to do the six? Should we? Because we just walked down the street side by side, like we would have fucking six right. months ago. Right. And there's a cop car there, and he's like, "What are we doing?" And I was like, "Nothing, man. Nothing. Right. We're just, we're just walking by this cop side by side." Right. And you know, he would walk by, look at the cop, and he didn't even look at us fucking twice, and he drove on his way. I mean, he could have got a got different cop. It might have been a different story, but. I mean, my in Canada at least, I really get the sense that they that's a it's a big scare tactic. And if you do, I mean, the court's closed right now, so they can't make me pay it, mm -hmm. and I can't go fight it. So I can't. They can't make me pay it until I have the opportunity to go state my defied defensible. Can they apprehend you though? Like that's the well, that's, that's what the I'm waiting for. No one's been no one's apprehending been apprehended people. Yet. No, they're letting <laughs> people out. Them. They're letting people out. So how could they in Canada? The, in Canada, I mean, they're, they're saying this and that, but it doesn't Here. seem to be happening. So I mean, I'm just so if I get apprehended, it'll be on 
Periscope on Twitter. So I mean, those memes are hilarious. Like they're letting out the violent criminals, and they're you know, totally they're arresting people for getting becoming too close. I mean, it's like almost like a test. Yeah, you know, it it's almost like, like I said at one point. It's like the next thing the governor is going to say is like, when in public, everyone needs to hop on one foot. Yeah. You know, just like we're yeah. just doing what they say and there's no reason for it. And you got to take it from my perspective. I don't even like really believe in the thing. So to me, everyone's just convincing themselves because, how, you know, unless you actually believe the words that you're being told. Yeah. So yeah, for me, it's, it's really it's, like yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah. It's an internal struggle. So what do you what do you got coming up on the show for topics and deconstruction? And it's hard to get away from this, obviously, but you must have uh, some things. There's so much. Well, I mean, I try to do a little bit of uh, deeper things like, you know, how do you I, I have kids, I have teenagers, like how do you how do you look at the future? Like you work hard to like have them do well in school. And I'm just like, I don't care at all. I don't care. Like, I'm not sure I want you to be an efficient cog in this future right, machine. Yeah, like yeah. I used to want to have grandchildren. I'm like, I don't even know if that's an okay thing to want anymore. And so that's it. But what we do most of the time is uh, we do some like, oh, you know what I'm doing next week? We do our show is like daily, like the news every day. So like yeah. I just can stay up all night, tweet, read news headlines and get ready for the show. But next week I'm talking to Bellamy Fitzpatrick, who's a green anarchist. Do you ever hear of this? Green anarchism. I got it from the Kaczynski thing is like he's just... He's just stepping off the grid. He's got like a permaculture thing working. He's talks about this, like the technological society and the kind of philosophy around it. I mean, I'm just, I just, I'm trying to crack the code on, on how we get out of this like prison because that's what it is here. So you maybe aren't feeling it, but like, it's a little crazy here. I, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, you guys went the fuck off. Like, yeah. it's like and off maybe the deep end. Was, and I didn't think they could do that kind of shit in the States. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, no, you come yeah. out, we'll fucking arrest well, you. It just, show, it just it shows you how the, narrative, how the narrative has so much power still. Yes. The mainstream narrative. I mean, people aren't even questioning. Now the data is falling apart all over the place. You guys started with that model, that imperial model. See, but it's not, not us, even data. It's just a projection. That's what they I mean. That's what I data. mean. Well, no, the data yeah. as well. There's also the data that they're giving us as well that's off. Yeah. But the projections, the model, yeah. just like the climate change models, those are all bunk. I mean, whoever makes yeah. the model can just tailor it to how he wants it to go. But I mean, the power that they have over our minds. I mean, I really feel like maybe it was some weird like blessing that ended up in California to see this fucking craziness. Yes, maybe, like maybe. no, I was reading an article about this town around nearby where is like seven people died of coronavirus and the details are not being released. And I couldn't find the details. So why not? Right. And then my husband just by coincidence said, did you see that this all seven people were in long-term care facilities in that town? So I was just like, that's what I was looking for. So, but the power they have over our minds because of the propaganda is undeniable. Like they are, we're doing it to ourselves a hundred percent. And like the fact that they can do that, they know how, and it works. And even the politicians, most of them don't really know what's going on. I no, mean, I mean just... they, but they've been talking about social distancing from contagion and from this event 201 and having the people that well, you trust well, send even... the proper message. They didn't even talk about two in 201 about okay. how to, how to adjust the medical system, how to help p- keep people alive about, about treatments, about any of that. It's all about messaging. 
How do we yeah. get your idols and out money. there talking Flood to you the about zone. the message? They, they tried to the make zone. three other pandemics too, right? Like they tried with the swine flu and they tried yeah. with the SARS and they've, you know, it's just like they didn't quite have all the pieces in place. But where's the, everything's where's sort the, of clicking in. Where's the real analysis on the death, the death numbers? And where's the real analysis on whether we should just be out there giving it to each other and having COVID parties like we're, well, we're I not mean, when, demanding it. Why, I think why, we should. Why can't we, can't we just like, parties, baby. separate all the people I that do. are vulnerable and just every let it go through everybody else naturally? Fuck the vaccine. I'm That's, worried about health because my kids always have coughs, colds, everything. Always, 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 always. Somebody's always sick. Always, always, always. Nobody has had anything in a couple of weeks. And I'm like, are we, when we get back out into the world, Everybody's going to get like five things at once. Yeah. Everybody's going to be fucking laid low and freaking out. Me. Well, that's the other part. I don't think part. it's good for well, That's the other part. This it's is not bad being this no, clean this is not good, good either. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. And that makes me wonder if that's <laughs> part of it. Wash your hands, disinfect everything. Like, where's all I, the I, healthy I, germs I mean, I and stuff that hands, we need? But yeah. you know? no, well, yeah. I'm I mean, always, I have to do that too. But I'm looking for germs at this point. Like, I go to the grocery <laughs> store and I'm just like, licking the cooler to get the germs. You should start doing the Corona challenge. To what the germ challenge? The corona challenge. It licks some yes, toilet exactly. seats and stuff. Oh, not toilet It'll work seat. out. I mean, if it works out, I mean, if Graham gets a corona, we're going to start selling corona lollies. Yeah, totally. But the real health crisis is the fact that I and about everybody else has gained their COVID 19. The alcohol consumption is through the fucking roof. We're all getting fat. It's just ridiculous. It's not cool. And and I feel bad for the gals who like are really hooked on you know, fake nails and the Botox and hair color because I would just like, I'm wondering how those, no one wants to talk about that stuff, but I know a I lot of parents out there. <laughs> I feel fucking bad for those people. I mean, to me, it's just yeah. like, I'm just like, it's almost like a movie because I'm still yeah. working every day. And, you know, it's just like, you know, I can't do, I, I never did a lot of stuff anyway. I mean, it was, we're kind of coming into summer now, but I'm an Indian, so I'm going to be able to go hunting and stuff anyway. So, I mean, I'm just using that as an excuse all the time. And now it's like, I feel well, like see, I missed out. I feel of- like I missed out on the, on the, on, <laughs> on the, the pain. Yeah. That's I'm not, well, I like on the, the lockdown or on the staying home or the, the singing work. on my balcony. <laughs> if you can hunt and go out, like you're way ahead of the game. Yeah. But I feel like I missed it. You're going to get all these podcasts. Oh, no, it's coming. It's coming to Canada, bro. It's coming to indigenous peoples. It's coming everywhere. Well, I mean, it's here in some ways. Like the people across the street aren't going fucking anywhere. I think round two. Round two is coming. Well, that's the problem. It's going to be a cyclical thing now unless we all, you know, get together and figure this shit out. Well, think of how much weaker we're going to be after the 18 months they've prescribed. This is, yeah, we're going to be weaker because of the policies, not because of the Exactly. That's um, exactly right. Doesn't have a higher death rate than a regular cold or flu. No, not so only what, that, but even the way doing? it spreads, we might be. I mean, we had this guest on. It was fantastic. He's talking about some of the evidence of the way it spreads and that we're really just hurting ourselves into a, a terrible zone of germs anyways by standing in line, all these lineups and breathing in everybody's breath. And then oh, it's really Walmart. all over the place anyways. So. And staying inside too much. That's terrible for respiratory Yeah, health. I don't like that. I, I love went, germs. I've always loved germs. I went toy shopping at Walmart on the weekend. I got some dirty looks. Walmart's good and <laughs> sketchy. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I need a toaster <laughs> but, but and some what, toys. You know, Fuck off. Even just that, shutting down the small business and forcing everybody to Walmart. What the? You know, well, yeah. in Michigan, that, where they taped off like two thirds of the store, so you can only buy you can't quote, even unquote, buy the seeds and stuff. You, you can know? still get seeds and stuff here. At least, actually, we got our mutual friend 
Bill, yeah, Bill Loeb. Bill Loeb has said that, that the uh, heirloom seeds. Not everyone in Grand America, but like us, he'll send us some seeds. Oh, he's really? like, I'll send you guys. I some did fucking ask him seeds. if he was totally. shipping. It's like he's completely busy all the time. Oh, yeah, I need to tell him. Like, he's send not me shipping. A, send me a bunch. Well, he, uh, I need a yeah, bunch of you, fucking but, seeds. Because I, I wanted to tell my listeners to call him up and then have. Well, they got to call Alex Jones. Doesn't he have seeds? Yeah, Alex looks to be going some tough times. We should start selling that seeds. Yeah, sell seeds. Hmm. I want to know how to what skin a squirrel. Do you know how to skin a squirrel? Oh. Well, you can skin anything pretty easy. You just see you know, go slow with the knife. And yeah, it just takes Why do you practice. want to skin a squirrel? Don't start with when a squirrel. When I first started my show, I'm, I have a heavy New York accent for Atlanta anyway. And I used to have, it was really late on Saturday nights. And one guy called me and he's like, I know this is redneck and all, but everyone needs to know how to skin a squirrel. And I was like, why would I ever need to know how to skin a squirrel? And now I'm just like, you know, there are squirrels everywhere and there's like no other. Oh, damn. That is rough. See, like when I drive, when I drive into the city, I drive by, like, I'll see a hundred cows and then there's deer all the time. And like, there's more cows than people in Alberta. So meat's not something I worry about. Do you remember Michael? I mean, if me and, if me and the boys have to go on a little midnight cow poaching trip, then that's just what has to happen. I I might have to just buy a chicken and be satisfied with it. I'm considering buying a half. I'm getting chickens right away. I'm taking. You I want a cow, on. chickens, and potatoes because if you can grow potatoes, you don't have to mill them. You know, it's yeah. not like we have to figure it out. And uh, chickens and cows can take. People laugh at me because, like, you see beautiful green fields and like everyone like landscapes of flowers everywhere. And I'm like, when the chips are down, all that garbage is worthless unless you have a cow. <laughs> like a yeah. cow or sheep, something that can turn that garbage, which people are just like, garbage. I just spent $10,000 on landscape. Like, fucking garbage. Grow some potatoes, get a cow. But uh, yeah, so I figure anything that can produce animal protein without having to actually kill the animal so the that you can keep having it. Especially yeah, if you're like in a, a spot where you could get a rooster too, because then you could get some sort of. I mean, I don't know much about yeah, that. I'm just yeah, about yeah. to get my first chickens from Michael and help me out with some chickens. And I'm breaking, oh, I'm breaking the bylaw to do it. So I'm just like, I don't really? Fuck. Yeah. Well, I want renewable resources in the forms form of chickens and cows. Thanks. Yeah, I would start with chickens. They're pretty easy. Well, it's time. I mean, right now, I'm like, I'm glad. I'm, I'm lucky because I'm gonna go try and go hunting this weekend because we've got cargo workers and shit here that are arguing to start closing plants here, and it's like this meat supply is is a little bit fucking, um, just in time. It's not why, like, yeah. What's the story with closing the meat plants? Because I, I smell a rat with that. They well, say it's because some people are positive. Yeah, they just have to, they're not, there's no outlet for it in the yeah, end. So why totally. transport it and yeah. let it rot there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I think yeah, yeah. they're blaming. I don't think they're closing all the plants. They're just right. tr- yeah. trimming some back because, like you said, the restaurants aren't supporting it. So, and people aren't eating like they would. Oh, if did they you went see all the fucking time. onions that Buddy had to throw out? He's like, yeah. I had to throw 50 fucking 50 trailer loads oh, of onions out. What? And, and, th- but the thing is, he's like, that's not the shitty thing. The shitty thing is now I can't plant more. Yep. Because I got to wait. Oh. I can't, I got to wait so, to plant yep. a bunch of onions until I think there'll be people to buy them. So there might be a little fucking hiccup. You guys go onions. spiritual. Doesn't this feel evil? Doesn't that feel evil? Yeah. 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 You yeah, destroy. It's, evil. Yeah. it's fucking food. evil. Yeah. 
I mean, I yeah. I mean, I think I'm I'm way less it's concerned just, about Corona than I am about the fucking global fascism that's going on. Yeah, it seems me too. To be, What's the seems little to death that happens to everybody? And when I try and speak out about it, fifty percent of it is like I should shut the fuck up because I'm killing people or something along right, those lines. Right? Exactly. Like you're the one. But what's a life? You know, what is this life? If it really is this where you just like hop on one foot until they tell you it's okay to walk like a man, like why, how is that the life that's worth living? Yep. That's right. Um, but don't get me wrong. I am. Did you buy a gun yet? <laughs> I am absolutely. I do not have a gun. I am in no danger to myself or others. I get like, people just like, no. Does this kind of thing make out. you consider getting a gun at all? Oh, the only reason I don't have guns is that my oldest son has Down syndrome. Oh, and yeah, I worry sense. he's if he were less smart, I would think I could control it. But he's actually right. very smart, and I feel like he would probably be just smart enough to figure out where it was yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's totally true. I just have never been able to get my mind around it, which is a bummer. So I just literally think when I'm you know worried about a noise or something, I just think like, oh, I just have to hope nothing happens just like i hope there's food in the store tomorrow you know i hope someday they'll let me go out again like it's just so fucked up because i'm a libertarian (laughs) it's a i'll tell you a funny story about my mother so you don't don't have to end on like uh negativity so my mother she loves jesus a lot and she's 91 and she i guess she didn't take her heart medicine or whatever like sometimes she takes it sometimes she doesn't my sister is a nurse and she had to go to work, but she's like, ma, you know, my mother wasn't feeling well. And she's like, ma, ma, you know, I, I got to go, but whatever. So she sent, my sister calls the ambulance and she sends, sends the ambulance to my mother's house. And that guy comes in and they says, oh, you know, your daughter called, you know, we want to help you, whatever. And she says, uh, no, no, I don't want to go. He's like, but it's nothing. You know, you just forgot your medicine. Just take your son. I don't care. Uh, I'm just sitting on the couch waiting for Jesus. You know, I done my time. I done my time. And he said, what do you mean? Are you depressed? What do people love you? So I'm not depressed. I'm not depressed. He says, come on. He says, I don't have to go with you. I'm a libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was like, you wouldn't have to go with us anyway. But I think she did go, but she used to like sit with me and watch the old presidential debates when Ron Paul was running. She's like, just FF to the Ron Paul parts. He's my cutie. You know, like this 80 year old man. She's like, he's my cutie. But yeah, so like, my point is that being a libertarian, I really believe it. And I, and I fight for the bill of rights and all that stuff, but I don't consent to this government, but I'm at the mercy of it. And I submit to it. And I feel like, you know, I don't know how to exercise my rights in an effective way under these circumstances. I just, I'm really yeah. at a loss. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think it'll start to come clear the longer you're locked in that box. Well, I started a hashtag 4th of July March on DC. So if we're free by then, maybe people will just show up. They'll let you just in time to celebrate your freedom. Yeah, they'll let, exactly, exactly. Like they'll let us, you know, they'll let us. And then I just, and all you I, guys will do is celebrate harder. Yeah, More I know, beer. I know, yeah. But I just, I, yeah, exactly. Like we'll be so happy. But I just, that's when I started wanting to talk to Bellamy Fitzpatrick about like, so, you know, how hard is it to live in a fucking cave or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Let it, when's that coming out next week? 
No, I didn't even talk to him yet, so I'm going to talk okay, to him yeah. next week, yeah. and it'll come out right after. Yeah. Well, so do you use credit, or do you only use cash? Me? For, like, yeah. Patreon? Yeah. Patreon? No, no, no. Just in general, in life. Do you oh, use my credit? Life? Do you use credit or cash? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I mean, I think they're going to... So imagine going cash. back to only cash. Try that first. I would before, love that. Before you, oh, before I actually before try to grow my own food. <laughs> before you sell your house in the suburbs and move out there to have a cow and potatoes and live on your try own going just grid, cash first. Just try living with only cash, no credit. Yeah, but my, like I'm like year. Darren, like my default is that I want to just like sit around and do nothing. I'm not saying that you sit around and do nothing. No, but I I'm do. Just saying, I totally do. My default is to like, I have kids though. It's so annoying. Yeah, me I too. mean, I love them, but... It just ruins everything because you can't be independent. All of a sudden you have these obligations to yeah. like care and do stuff. And you can't just be like, fuck it, I don't care. You have to be like, I, not only do I have to care like about them feeding them and stuff, I have to care about the whole world. Like I have to do my part to, you know, get those bill of rights back. I did suggest to them that maybe we should just relocate to this farm in upstate New York where we can just <laughs> not have electricity and really not be under the grips of their just like you guys should video just games? make the new 4th of July, May 1st. Well, I think May that's what they're going to do. We're going out and we're setting off fucking fireworks. Get used to it. They'll let everybody out on May 1st and May that'll the first be the be new with big holiday. I, I May saw, Day. Get saw, everybody <gasps> back into celebrating yes, May Day. Michael, yes. Yeah. I saw Germany uh, had a big rally, a uh, freedom Freedom Rally or something like that. Vancouver too. Yeah, there's, seemed like there's a lot of people. They couldn't do anything about it. There's too many people in the streets. But now again, I don't know if that was a real facial you know, real I seen those. I seen those. Not. Those black dudes too, man. Those cops came and tried busting them up, and like all of a sudden, there went from being ten black guys to being a hundred black guys, and the cops just left. Yeah. And I was like, if you know, if that happened in Canada, people would just be like, oh, there was good <laughs> taking pictures, maybe draw. Trying not to make eye contact. I mean. Yeah. But there's surveillance right now is what it's all about. So you can do whatever you want. And then it's going to count against See, your social credit a year from okay. now when yeah. it's how all much culture, out. Yeah. How much culture matters. Yeah, exactly. Like they've yeah. they've decultured us, you yeah. know, like they've mm-hmm. got it. And yeah. so our culture comes from YouTube or whatever. And, that, and, and our culture is getting like more and more disconnected generationally. This is the thing that really concerns me and always happens with raising kids. Like my parents had nothing useful to teach me at all. Like I love them to death, but my dad was a truck driver and I ended up, <laughs> the first half of my life was like that. I dropped out of high school. I ended up in community college and then I transferred to Harvard. And then like, that was my life. So it was totally disconnected. And then my kids go to like fancy high schools and like, I don't know how to help them. <laughs> I mean, they get in trouble all the time just for speaking there like honestly saying that doesn't make sense. You know, like it's yep. terrible. Like I can't help them at all. And now, and I don't believe in it anymore either. I don't want to tell them like, this is how you become like a really good, mm-hmm. whatever investment banker. Like I don't believe in it anymore. So I don't, I'm just like, this is how you grow potatoes. <laughs> so, and now with this thing, I don't even know what the future is going to look like. I don't even know what world I'm preparing them for. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to, how to save the world for them, how to care, how to, you know, like I'm really, I mean, I, I'm not one for like identity crisis. I don't, I, I'm not like worried about it, but I like to problem solve. And this is a problem. Like I just, I can't really resolve in my mind. I guess I'm just kind of waiting for it to be over. Yeah. And I will take the, that the two, you know, went two steps forward and one step back. I'll just take it like everybody else. Yeah, no, I think, I think it's a similar spot we're all in. I think internally that's where I'm at anyways, not knowing really what to Let's do. See what comes thing, next you know? month. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going out on Sunday to the bush, so I'll start there. 
I'm jealous. You. Good for you. Where I'll take See, some pictures and post them on social media so you guys can live vicariously through my freedom. Fantastic. See, I'm, Just I'm think, from Brooklyn. All I'm it took was a genocide and a few hundred years of oppression. <laughs> <laughs> take the win. <laughs> Where can our listeners track you down? Oh, thank you for asking. My website's The Prop Reports, and the show I do with my co-host, Brad Binkley, is The Drive Time News Blast. It's everyday news from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. And you can find that and some interviews we do, deep dives under our, and any podcast platform you use under The Propaganda Report. Awesome. Right on. That's well, in- I've been enjoying it. Yeah, this has been fun. Are you on YouTube Thanks, or anything guys. like that, too? Sorry, I got too mathy. I was disgusted when they took off my, uh, they suppressed one of my shows. It was a show that was on terrestrial radio, and YouTube said I was bullying whatever, Sheriff Israel. So I never went back. But um, that was you? <laughs> yeah. Really? I remember that. I remember reading I about that. Out immediately and within a week, and I was like, "That guy is full of shit." He worked at that school, by yeah, the way. Yeah, totally. I was ranting. I was like, "Look at this!" Yeah, I was people totally like you can't criticize that. him. Like that guy is full of shit. And then everybody hated him two weeks later. But I was yeah. tainted. Yeah, awesome. Anyway, nice so I really have not. But I should. I should get back on. I'll go back on YouTube. I'll just be more careful about my tags. Like Sheriff Israel is a fucking asshole. Not doing that again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that might have been where I went wrong. <laughs> Could have been. Yeah, I've even been referring to Event 201 and its Roman numerals, so it's just icky. That way it doesn't pick it up. We just talk about the icky Event icky, the icky event. Nice. Or the COVID-1984. I like that. Yeah. COVID. Uh, Well, right on, Monica. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. It has been a blast. Next time I'm bringing a cocktail. Bring bring your partner next time, too. Bring Brad. I certainly certainly will. And we'll have to have you on if you'll do it. We are every couple of weeks. We do a disappearing patron party where it's one hour, two cocktails, no record. You got to show up packing and, you know, you kind of let your hair down. Nice. but it's not ever posted, so you can really. Oh, that's good. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it sounds like it's fun. Out. I don't drink, but I'll eat some mushrooms, maybe. That would be interesting. Yeah, you have to eat them like a little either, bit before. So. Yeah, yeah, forty-five minutes before. And I'll eat extra. And then for you, you can. <laughs> you could have the floor because I would. Maybe you'll figure out what the hell is actually going on. Well, there's a couple episodes in the Black Budget feed where I try to. Mm-hmm. Really? support. Yeah, we've done that a couple times. That's right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have to DM you on the side for that <laughs> one. I'm going to actually probably in two minutes. I'll send you the, uh, I'll send you the link. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks a lot, Thank you. Okay. See ya. Have a good night. Stay safe. Too. <laughs> Too safe. Too safe. So that was our chat. That was fun. Monica Perez, what do you think, buddy? Yeah, that was great. When I what do you think, Michael? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. When yeah. I sent Michael the invite, invite he just replied with an, his emoji with the star eyes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I love listening to her because she speaks her mind. You know, that's totally what I would like to do. I would yeah. just like she seems like we're twins in a way like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, she does. Yeah, and she's full of knowledge too. I mean, very mm-hmm. knowledgeable. Wow. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so it's fun to watch her waking up you know, to a lot of different things. Yeah. And it's funny. I was listening to her podcast the other day and she was talking about the moon landing and how it was all bunk and how, and I've heard how many people debunk the moon landing. Right. And I still was not sure, is it real or is it not? I mean, I never really cared, I guess that much, 
That's then, bullshit. It's bullshit. But then listening to her say it for some reason. And Where she's did she not, come in? And she's not that into it either. It was just, it was kind of like an offhand thing, but just the way she was describing that it was bullshit. I was totally like, yeah, it is bullshit. How did I ever believe that? Was it That's kind of how I felt. Like, How after, did I fucking believe that? When I was watching First Man again, and it wasn't even about that. It was just about Neil Armstrong's life. And it was just this one little throwaway scene. And I was like. No, no, no. How the fuck could I ever have thought? How? No, it was just, I'm the same way now. I was like, there's no way. Totally. There's no way you motherfuckers Once went Once you the see the magic trick. If you did, maybe you went later and you didn't show us or you didn't tell us or something, but you didn't. Neil Armstrong wasn't on the fucking moon. No chance. Yeah. And I remember my mom explaining it to me when I was like seven or eight, looking at the moon and kind of explaining how the moon works, why the face is always faced towards you and what's on the backside and they sent the people to the moon. And I, and I remember saying to her, you don't really believe that. Did you like, <laughs> that just sounds like bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, big thanks to Monica for coming on the show. Check out her podcast, propaganda report. Uh, check out our website, grammerica.ca. And while you're there, if you enjoyed this chat, enjoyed the other chat, this will be like number 417, 416. I don't know. It's 400 and something. Probably all, more like 418. I think all the rest are on the website for free. Uh, we got, so we're getting close to a call in. Is that what you're saying? We haven't scheduled it very well again. So yeah, just stay tuned to the social media. We'll probably figure out doing a call in show sometime. Are we going to do it on 420? I think it would be great to hear what people are doing right now. Okay. We'll do a call in show soon, but we got to do that when we do the, we'll do a big zoom call. Yeah. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out to do a special 420 episode. Uh, let's do it on 420. I'll try. I got to check my schedule. All right. It'd be tough. America.ca slash support if you can, when you can. Uh, that is how we do keep doing these shows, and we'd like to do more of them. We have been doing more of them. We got that black budget feed, get you more content. I actually had to up the black budget storage fees this month oh, for all good. the content. News, yeah. So it's costing us more money. I don't mind because we love you. America.ca slash support. Uh, you can love us back. You can love us a little bit without some cash, too. There's the review method, the share the show method. The be kind to your neighbor method. You can just retweet some shit. You can post us someplace. You can tell your friends. You can just sign. If you go to the newsletter, you can just pop in email addresses and they'll never even know who did it. <laughs> uh, the other thing you got to do is join the chats because if you're on Twitter and Facebook, you know, you don't even realize how shitty that shit is. Until you join the chats for a while and you're going to pop in. It's going to be scary at first. It's okay. We get it. You don't have to say anything right away. There's, uh, I think, a little over 700 people in there. Now when you pop in, then a couple of weeks, you're going to feel right at home. There's like 100 different rooms you can hide in, and uh, it's a great place. Yep. America.ca slash chats. All that shit in the show it's notes. Like Twitter, but friendlier, I think. Less aggressive. Less aggressive and... Unless you're Meltwater. He, uh, let's not single out Meltwater. He's a lovely human. <laughs> I actually think he's got something at the P.O. box for us. I will check this week. Anyways, thanks for coming, Michael. Thanks for having me. Thanks to you guys for listening. Thank you for listening. Hopefully by the time this comes out, you're the fuck out of lockdown. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Some policy papers behind enemy lines. 
Rage against 